0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. And it is great to have you guys in, especially since now we got news coming along and so much that's going to be happening this week. I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams. I actually had my banner up in record time. It's amazing. And the man who is trying to decipher beyond all the secrets of Lou Lamarillo, Mr. Anthony LaRocco.
1: Um. Mark did did, did did someone on this channel happen to say, you know, a while ago that Nazem Qadri is probably a New York Islander? Just just asking. For the record.
0: Well, not only on the channel, but also in the uh, like our group chats every single time you're like this is happening, this is happening. More on that in a minute. We're going to be talking about Jesper Bratt and a lot of other stuff in our Bar Talk segment. So stick around. Uh We would love to get 50 likes on this particular broadcast, so if you haven't done it yet, make sure you are hitting that like for us. That is our goal for today, 50 likes. I'm going to start making graphics for that. All right, it is great to see everybody coming in. It's good to see Granny, good to see MJ, and Dave right there. And I just heard a ding, and that was in my room, so let's make sure we get rid of that. And no, not you. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, shut up, Siri. That's what you have to say. All right. Anthony, let's get it back to the big headline because it's somewhat of a big headline because we don't know if it's news because that's the way things work in Islander land. There is a lot of sources that are around right now. Let me get my microphone somewhat near me as I'm doing this. Um, There's a lot of sources, Anthony, going around right now saying that the New York Islanders have signed Nazem Kadri, And it's not just like some Twitter people. This is De Yoda, the fourth period, friend of the show, as well as guys like Mark Seidel. I have his tweet right over here that you yeah. sent me. And this is it, this is the second biggest free agent signing, uh, obviously, of the offseason and arguably of uh, in the history of the New York Islanders. So we have to wait to celebrate it, Anthony. That's that's the only thing that makes any sense, right? Yeah.
1: So I mean, a lot a lot to break down here. Um, yeah, the news started coming out when Mark Seidel uh, tweeted that, and some people were like, "Oh, well, you know, who's he? Um, used to be a scout." Uh, and then the telling part was that you know guys like EJ Raddick and John Butchergrass retweeted it, um, and those are established guys which wouldn't retweet wouldn't retweet some nobody or some slob's info there. So. Um, it definitely had legs. Dave Peñota pretty much confirmed it. Adrian Dater, Avs guy, um, also commented on that story. And so the uh, um, player personnel from the Erie Otters uh, confirmed that Nazem Kadri is signing with the New York Islanders. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty much, you know, like I said, it's pretty much a guarantee that he signed. Um, you know, I had said earlier that the, the silence on him didn't make sense. Uh, The last time a big free agent remained unsigned, you know, even two or three days after free agency started, you had to go back to 2012 with Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. And before that, it was uh, Ilya Kovalchuk in 2010. So that's how odd and rare it is for a guy of his stature to be unsigned uh, after the first or second day. Um, You know, and truthfully, given all that silence, I was, I would mark, I I was pretty confident that Nazem Kadri was an Islander. I would say after after the third day of free the third day of free agency when he still was you know un, unsigned and none of the big insiders really had anything on him um it was radio silence and to me uh when you combine that with prior to free agency starting he was linked to the islanders uh and his history with lou um I, I was just – I was convinced he was an Islander, and I reached out to some sources, and at that time they, they really didn't know. But, um, yeah, so for me this isn't too much of a shock. Uh, I think the writing was kind of on the wall here. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if, if Mark will play will not play it, but, you know, um, put the visual on here. Now some, uh, Lou Lemorel had a had a decent quote about Kadri from 2016. I actually, I do have it right here for you. Yeah. Um, who thinks highly of him? Yeah, he's not afraid to give it, and what you respect the most about him is he can take it. He's not a retaliatory type of player, but he'll get you at the right time and at the right place. He's one that I wouldn't mind going into a foxhole with. So we all know Lamorel loves his guys. Uh, you know, he's he's already brought in some of his former Devils in the Islanders. So it just it really just made sense. Uh, and honestly, um, you know, I'm starting to think, Mark, that the whole. The Islanders were, were really one of that on the day of free agency it was down to them and the devils on Gaudreau. I really wonder if that was more of a smoke screen intentionally. Um, and that loose focus the whole time was on Nazim Kadri. Uh, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be surprised. It really wouldn't be surprising at all if they put in the groundwork for this deal when free agency happened, started at noon. So, um, yeah. And as, listen, as far as when it's going to be announced, um, <laughs> we, we, we don't know. This is how it very well, plays.
0: might be October
1: yeah. 11th. I, the I, I know, the deal. I know, you know, I know the fans are frustrated and just some fans are in general, like what, what is with this guy? And I get it, you know, I, I'm there with you. Uh, But he has, he does these things for a reason. Um, You know, he, he, for whatever reason, he feels compelled to hold this back. Uh Whether or not he, he thinks he's fooling a general manager with not knowing how much cap space they have. I, I don't know about that. I think these days, Everyone's smart enough to really understand what they're working with, but regardless, this is what he decides to do. Um, he put it in his draw. And Mark, what did uh, Thomas Drantz, uh, the Canucks writer, write a couple like a week and a half ago regarding Kadri on a radio spot? I sent you the tweet. He's like, "Yeah, I think that that contract's in a draw somewhere." Um, so this is this is just how Lou this is how Lou operates. And you know, for Islander fans, uh, last last year it wasn't until September 1st where he announced the extensions for Palmieri, Sizikis, Sorokin and Beauvillier. So we might have to wait another month to get the news on this. Um, and Parise, Parise was, he didn't have his first media availability with the Islanders after he signed until September 10th. Uh, so it might even be longer before the Islanders officially announced this Nazem Kadri deal. So a lot, a lot to unpack here, but, um, it seems like Nazem Kadri's is a New York Islander and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good ad. It's a good ad. He's, he's a great hockey player.
0: Now, there's again, there's still a lot to unpack with this. For instance, this, like I said before, this is going to be the biggest free agent. Hold on, sorry. This is going to be the biggest free agent signing in New York Islander history. Here's a couple other things that, just to say, if you remember when the New York Rangers signed Vincent Trocheck, you could see live on air when Anthony broke. It's a seven-year term. And my reaction was, oh, what realistically should be the deal for Nazem Kadri?" Well, I mean, prior to free
1: agency starting, you were hearing these reports that, uh, you know, you're talking $8 million on a seven-year term and these really high numbers. Um, I, for I'd a be 31-year-old center. Yeah, I would be surprised if he got that my hope is at least i mean listen I, i'm gonna be happy that codgers and islander either way because right now realistically down there's windows the next two to three years um so i'll worry about if it's a seven-year deal you know it's it's gonna be unfortunate but at the end of the day um if this is what propels them to win now it is what it is but with that said in a perfect world i would hope it's a five-year term at most um mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see i mean i, I don't know again Lou and Nazem have that relationship. So I don't know if that maybe helps with getting Nazem to agree to five years. Um, you got to remember, as you just mentioned, he's 31. This is really going to be his last chance at a big payday. Uh, so he want, he's going to want to set himself up for good here. So, um, you know, five years, he'll be 36 at the end. You know, does he still – will he still be able to get another, you know, two-, three-year deal after that? I, I don't know. So, um, you know, I – I, I, I hope five years. I hope five years, but we'll
0: have to see. And like I said, we probably won't know until September. <laughs> well, and- uh, I just want to actually take this opportunity before we get too far in depth on this to uh, let Anthony do a little victory dance because everybody, uh, again, Ben Penning, this is true. Anthony called it. He said this all along, so go right ahead. You do like a little little No, nah, like,
1: like I said, yeah. it, it's just... Um, for me, it was just kind of connecting some of the dots. And, again, it's rare when you see a player of his stature unsigned um, that long um, with also radio silence attached to it. Um, you know, so but what really pushed over the edge for me was, though, before Seidel's tweet, um, Greg Washinsky from ESPN had a story on Kadri um, and he reached out to his agent. I don't know if you saw it. I might have sent it to you as well. But the agent simply said, "I cannot comment on my client's contract status yep. at this time." Which for me, that that clinched it. Because if he if he was really out there fielding offers, what agent doesn't pump up the tires of your client? Oh, you know, Nazim has you know a bunch of teams he's considering and offers he's going through, and you know, the 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 kind of pleading the fifth there um, that 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 sealed it for me um but yeah no listen the biggest question is and i've seen i seen some of our our listeners ask about who the islanders are going to move out that's the big thing that actually um,
0: is up on my list so i'll move ahead and ask that so that way you get there anthony does this move mean that somebody from the current lineup is moving out i see to you now to finish that thought
1: uh yeah it, it definitely is um a lot of Islander fans are hoping for Josh Bailey. I mean, that makes the most sense. Two years left at $5 million. Um, the good thing is his actual dollars owed is less than his cap hit. Um, but uh, Frank Saravelli, actually, I just saw the tweet before he went on, on, on his show, The Rundown. He he, he said that, um, if anything, it might be Anthony Beauvillier that moves out to create the space for and kadri So we'll see. Um, you know, I would prefer to keep Beauvillier. Obviously he's much younger. Um I know Bovillier has more value due to his age and you know skill level. But if you're gonna trade if you're gonna trade bovillier um you're gonna be looking at a uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand type of return. Um probably a little less. Bjorkstrand's a little more established. So I mean if Bjorkstrand got a what do you get? A second a third and second and a fourth or a third or third and a fifth, something along those lines, um you gotta think Bovillier will get something similar to that. So maybe if it's just a fourth round pick, I mean, it's unfortunate because I think Bovillier has more value than that, but um, you know, Lou has to dump some salary. So uh, I hope it's Bailey, but it, it won't shock me if it's uh, Anthony Bovillier that moves to create the space for Cadre.
0: All right. Cause again, we still have a lot to unpack from this uh, move, but also just before we get the other uh, Anthony, the,
1: the other thing is a lot of, you know, Islander fans and, People are just questioning, you know, Kadri is a center. You know, now they have, you know, with, with his signing, I, signing. Wait, that's going to be have... my
0: next question. That's actually my next question. But so you go but ahead. First, Hold on. Go I just ahead. wanted to say this. I also just wanted to let everybody know. Everybody check out Manscaped. Use the promo code BAH for 20% off and free shipping. And because you don't want to look like a fuzzball. There you go. Got to get those in. So that way we can eventually... Uh, do more of these shows. And also, everybody, by the way, this week at 2 p.m., although we might be recording it uh, just privately and then publishing it later, we're going to be interviewing Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Jacob Slavin. So stay tuned for that. Um, so, Anthony, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly what you started to allude to, and Islander fans want to know this right now. You have four centers on that team, Barzell, Pajot, uh, Casey Zekas, and, of course, Brock Nelson coming off a career year. Who is the one that moves to the wing for Kadri? I mean,
1: my my guess is that the plan would be to move Barzell to the wing, um, lessen his defensive responsibilities, um, and have him play with Kadri. Because we all, we all know Kadri is not going to replicate his 87 points with Colorado last year. Um, I think that's I think that's pretty much well known. However, uh, Kadri has twice prior had – 30 goal seasons. They're actually back to back and they were both 32 goal seasons. So he does have the ability to finish. So I think if he plays with a talent like Matt Barzell at a minimum, I I think Kadri could record 60 points next year. So I think that could be a good match. Um, I've heard maybe move Nelson to the wing because, you know, he scored 37 goals and he's more of a sniper. So playing with Kadri could be good. Um, I get that, but Brock Nelson over the, over Barry Trotz's tenure has really developed into a, a solid two-way center too. And he really found his game at center ice and his confidence. So I don't think moving him to the wing um, would be best. I think Barzell would be the one to move to the wing. But, um, you know, I get the I get the notion that Islander fans wanted a scoring winger. But, man, Ed, adding Nazem Kadri now you have five legitimate NHL centers. And, Mark, what, what did you say a while back about the Islanders, um, about winning the Islanders matchup? Win The matchup
0: center, every uh, the time. matchup
1: at center every time. And now if you add Kadri to that, I mean, there's so many things Lane Lambert, Lane Lambert will be able to do that will just that could just be a nightmare for other teams with opposing matchups. I mean, you're talking, again, five legitimate NHL centers with Barzell, Nelson, Kadri, Pajot, Sezekis down the middle. I mean, he could he can move Kadri with Pajot um, for a shift or two if he really wanted to shut down a line. Imagine, let's say, they're playing Tampa in the playoffs. You really want to shut down that Kucher offline? Imagine putting Kadri and Pajot out there against them. I mean, so the options that it will give him to have another center like Kadri in the lineup. I mean, that's that's just it's amazing. Um, they that they would be a, a really a big challenge to play against other teams with having that flexibility in the lineup.
0: Anthony is way ahead of me on a lot of these things because the next uh, comment I had, and by the way, I, I've said this before, just to, before we get off this uh, banner that I have, is I think Barzell, it's better if, with his skating ability if he is at center. But you know what? It decreases his defensive responsibility, and then now you can really open him up as an offensive player if he moves to the wing. I actually think that's that's a good move for, to move him to the wing. If not him, I would say JG Pajot. Yeah, Pajot. Yeah, yeah maybe. But Pajot such a great.
1: Set, has such a good, um, you know, win percentage in the circle. Moving him out. I mean, I, I don't know. You um, could, like I said, you know, Lane Lambert has a lot of options.
0: He has a lot, a lot of options. Of, a, a lot of options cuz I was going to ask you how much does this uh does this signing make the Islanders better do you know what the worst thing would be if it ends up where um, he doesn't sign and then pretty, we have pretty to, we did all this nothing but yeah
1: pretty so, I mean, pretty significant um kadri like i said even if he doesn't even if he doesn't score 87 points again which he won't um he's still a 60 point forward who could score Um, really get under your skin, play really good defense. Um, So, you know, adding him to this Islander group um, on top of Romanov being added, who was a huge upgrade over, you know, Andy Green and Char, whatever Mm -hmm. they had out there, um, they're going to be a much faster team um, and a much better team, frankly. And then obviously you have Sorokin and Goal, who is, you know, one of the best. So I think Kadri and Romanov propel the Islanders back into the playoffs for sure. Um, especially if they still get the same goaltending, so yeah, perfect world. Would I have liked a, a legit scoring winger like Vladimir Tarasenko? Um, but Lou likes his character. Lou likes his character guys. He likes the guys that bring those intangibles as well as skill. Um, and they're going to be a really hard team to play against with Kadri in the lineup for sure. So I, I think I think it makes them. I think it makes them much better.
0: Now, let me just throw this stat out at you for a second because the New York Islanders already have 10 players that will be over the age of 30 by Thanksgiving and Nazem Kadri would be 11 in a league that keeps on trying to get younger and younger. Is that going to be a problem for the Islanders?
1: Yeah. Um, again, his age, if they give him a seven year deal, like I said, I, I won't, I won't be happy. Um, but you know, the guy is still playing at a at a high level um, and it will probably remain that way, I would say, for at least the next three years. Um, and Lou, you know, like I said, Lou is 80 years old. You know, he he you know, he wants to win a Stanley Cup. So um, by him adding Kadri, that that just shows that he's he's ready to win now. Um, but don't you know, don't forget the the Islanders having Green and Char in their lineup every night obviously added their average age. Um, way up Um, with them gone they are younger and then the most important factor is you know people could point at the age of you know like some of the guys like you know Nelson who's still very young um, but some of the I would say the older young guys if that if that makes any sense they're they're young where it matters Matt Barzell Noah Dobson Ilya Sorokin um, they have youth in very important positions in those three uh, you know, Ryan Pollock and Anna Palak are still fairly young. So um, I, I don't I don't buy the notion that, you know, that the Islanders are this team where in two years from now, um, they're going to be in really bad shape because uh, some of the again, the guys that I just mentioned are young. And that's not even considering mm-hmm. Oliver Wallstrom. Young. So they're they're honestly in a good spot, regardless of Kadri being 31 and adding him to this roster.
0: And then, of course, the four is if he makes the lineup. So that would be another one. And remember um, Romanov's twenty-two years old. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Alexander Romanov because he because the Islanders currently now this is without Kadri on the books. So they got still have Dobson, Romanov, and Bellows are all RFAs. How much real? Yeah, <laughs> the, they're the, relatively they, they, they are, everybody. They are on, they're, they're signed already. But um. right. Oh, you know, this, that, this that does, you again, I just want to thank Lou Lamarillo as a hockey podcaster that's trying to do this and be as accurate as possible with my information that basically right now I'm TMZ. Thank you very much, Lou. <laughs> so I'll give you a call later to thank you personally on that one. So um, uh, <laughs> but, so realistically speaking, give me the good. contracts for all those guys, what you could see. And then uh, assuming Beauvillier is the one that's traded or Josh Bailey or both. Even that could also that be good. a possibility, um, but
1: well, let, let's start with Bellows. Bellows hasn't really um, proved anything right now, so Bellows is going to be nothing more than a million dollars, you know, at most. I could even see it still being, you know, something like his qualifier uh, from when he was making last year, maybe nine hundred and seventy-five k or whatnot. Um, so that's that. R- Rental Romanov, I-, I think he's going to come in about at three million AAV, roughly. Uh, and then Noah Dobson is a tricky one. Do they go long term with him? Eight years? If they give him eight years, that's going to drive. I, I think he's going to get more money. So you're talking, you know, six million plus. Um, if they do a bridge, I could see that being around four million, four and a half mil. Um, we got to remember Noah Dobson's still very young. And he just had a fifty-point year. Um, if I him and his agent, with the salary cap going to be going up in the next couple of years, um, he's going to probably bet on himself and realize that he could get to even a higher level. So I think for him, it would make more sense to do a bridge for like two years. He keeps growing, getting better. Then he cashes in in two years where the salary cap's higher, the Islanders can afford to pay him more. So um, I think the Islanders will probably try to get him a longer term right now, but I think he's going to want a bridge because I think he believes that he can get to another level and make even more money. So um, that's, that's my thought on Noah Dobson right now.
0: I could just see Lou in the negotiations where he he could even say it in the third person. Lou doesn't overpay, and <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I I don't I think he, Lou is definitely in a bridge Dobson right now, um, and I don't think he's going to be getting Adam Fox money or anything like that. And like you said, no, no, fifty point not. season, and if I recall correctly, he had the most goals for defenseman after de- December first, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, or roughly in the top three or so. Yeah, um, there you go. So, and you know the, I mean, the other the other thing that I'll and I haven't had this confirmed by anybody or or this is just my own speculation, but so we mentioned Kadri; they didn't really need another center, five centers. Everyone's talking about who's going to move to wing, um, and again, I'm just spitballing here. I, I don't I don't think it will happen, but it's possible. That if Lou really maybe wanted to shake things up even more, he could move an existing center for a scoring wing. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't think he would do it. But again, if he looks at this lineup and says, "Okay, five NHL centers," um, maybe he moves. Maybe he moves a center for a scoring wing. Who would that be? I'll leave. I'll leave that for everyone to speculate. Uh, but. My guess is if it if he didn't tend to do that, you're probably looking at moving a Brock Nelson or Matt Barzell because Pajot, while he's really good, um, I don't know if he has the type of value to bring back like that upper echelon scoring wing.
0: Whereas and not if- at uh three years at I think it's five million. Just want to make sure I get that number right. Three more years at five million dollars on his contract. Whereas on top of this year, he's he's signed to 2026.
1: Yeah. Where but if you're talking you're putting a guy like Brock Nelson, who has a ton of value, I mean, there'd be a lot of teams that want to get his hands on him um, to be their second-line center or if a weaker team, their first-line center, or, or even Barzell, forget about it. They could get a really, really good scoring wing from one of those guys. Again, if he really wanted to shake things up, he could go that route. All right. But some well, people – Oh, some people. Some people I've heard talk about – Revisit the JT Miller talks. Does Lou try to maybe move Brock Nelson to Vancouver in a hockey deal for JT Miller? Vancouver gets another really strong center. The Islanders get a scoring wing. Again, I don't, I didn't think he would move Nelson or Barzell. But again, if he really wanted to shake things up, he could move one of his centers for a scoring wing. Um, so that's that's just that's just some more speculation. Um, But I think the most likely outcome is move Barzell to the
0: wing. All right. Well, there's, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of great comments that are down below. Yeah. We got to get some of these. Yeah. uh, But we're, we're going to move on to bar talk. We'll get to more of your questions, especially on this later on. Put all your comments down below. Don't forget to like us and subscribe if you haven't. And also, by the way, we're trying to get to 50 likes for this video, so if you haven't done it, try to do it for this video. And, you know, what? It, it really helps us out. Gotta get us into the algorithm. Gotta spread the BAH virus. And we're gonna go on, we're gonna talk a lot more hockey stuff, including the New Jersey Devils, which made some news today. And we're gonna go to our bar talk segment.
1: I'm gonna take a shot on this one.
0: You're gonna see beer. I'm buying everybody around on this oh my god so and i say it again i have to change around that intro because it, i'm still using the old stuff that we had i mean heck phil is a lot skinnier now so and that's that's just for, for starters everybody welcome back to big apple hockey bar talk where we are gauging our confidence on nhl topics based on our choice of drink are you so confident you're going to buy everybody around? You're so, uh, so, so, so you're just going to have a shot and you just, so you're, you're in the middle. So it just give me a beer. All right. So play along with the comments below. And like I said, this is actually a first for me. I'm starting with the New Jersey devils topic right now because Anthony, Yesper Brat re-signed with the New Jersey devils on a one-year 5.45, a $5.45 million deal. Couldn't get it out of my mouth for a second. The New Jersey Devils should have locked up Jesper Bratt for long term. Um, I'm going
1: to go. I'm going to go beer there. Uh, I I think that you know he had 73 points last season. Prior to that, he was a 30 or so point forward. So I, I think the thought maybe within the Devils organization was, mm-hmm. all right, well let's see you do it again before they before they really committed, you know, seven eight years worth you know, 7 million plus. So I think that's a thought process there. Um, you know, they, they kick the can a little bit down the road now because now they got to go through it again this season. And if he does, if he does kind of replicate this past season, then yeah, I think they should have no problem, um, you know, giving him a long term contract. Uh, but I, I could see why they didn't just because, you know, his whole career thus far, he was a 30 point forward. And then, you know, 73 points last season. So uh, I do think he is a, a, a very good player. I think he will be a guy that scores, you know, 60 or so points. Um, But again, I, I do understand maybe being a little hesitant uh to give him, you know, really big dollars after one really good year. So, uh but I, I think he should be a fixture of that team long-term.
0: I think they should have locked him up long-term and probably gotten a little bit closer to, if they wanted to give him, the uh, Andre Palat money, go right ahead. So um, I'm going to buy everybody around on this because I did the Devils postseason wrap-up on BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. We're adding more articles every single day, although we haven't added any in about three weeks. So <laughs> bear with me on that. Uh, I got to tell you, Anthony, it's uh, his. he doubled all of his career numbers. And if if he didn't double, he went well beyond that because career high in goals, career high in assists, and he was a minus one, I think, on a team that had like an ungodly low uh, goal differential, uh, or there was like they were like minus fifty or something like that. I have to I have to look it up off the top of my head, but anyway, the um, I think he's I think he's gonna be a player. I I, I do now you don't have to pay him eight million dollars in eight years. You could have done exactly what the Andre Palat money is because Palat never scored. He scored 20 goals one year in his career. That's it. Yeah. And he plays most of the time with Stamkos and Kucherov. So uh, you could just hand that to him and look out for that line. That line might be pretty good if it's uh, him, Heisher, and uh, Palat. So we'll see about that. I mean, I'm trying to figure out where Andre Palat fits on the Devils, but he's going to fit and he's going to be a good player for them. Back to us for Bratt. Yeah, you take the I think you take him, lock him up right now while he's still pretty cheap. That's just me. Speaking of Jesper Bratt, who by the way blossomed at the age of 24 for a career season, Jesper Bratt is proof that the New York Rangers need to be patient with Kako and Lafreniere. And I know Ranger fans, we want these guys. To you want you want these guys to, to absolutely just blow up right now or or get rid of them or trade them, especially Kako, I hear that all the time, but I'm buying everybody around on this one again, Anthony. You you got guys that you have to invest the time and actually develop them. This is what the Rangers need to do. They need to play these guys, they need to absolutely get one on power play one, not Ryan Strome, and get them more exposure, more ice time, get them used to. All the situations that you can, and I, and I shouldn't be talking about this in year four for Kako or year three for Lafreniere. So I understand they went to a team that was just on the verge of making the playoffs. But I mean, the Rangers—they got to develop these guys. So yeah, I'm
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go beer. Um, I think with Lafreniere, there's definitely still time for him to be the player that it kind of everyone expected him to be, um, going where he did in the draft um kako i'm i'm not so i'm not so sure on I, I know last summer we were talking about if kako has another underwhelming year you know is that it for him do, do you look to move him um and now we're saying it again now because I, I, I really do think you're at the point where if he has another year where he's a 30 point forward um i think it, it, it would be at that point now where he's been in the league long enough where his value wouldn't really be that high anymore Um, and the Rangers just ruined a chance to get, to, to turn him into another good asset. Um, you know, I, I think, I think at this point, um, you know, he's, he could be a really good kind of like defensive forward who chips in maybe about 30 or 40 points. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he breaks out, but I think I've seen enough of him in a sample size to know that I don't think he's going to be that 60 point player. I, I, I don't. So, um, with Lafreniere, yeah, you got to be patient with those guys. The Devils were with Brett, and so far, you know, going into the last season, they did the right thing. Um, Lafreniere, sure, but I'm going beer just because. Again, I'm not, I'm not so, mm, not sold on Kako.
0: <laughs> All right, well, Anthony, you know that the winner of the Vesna Trophy was Rain- New York Rangers Erszterik in last season. So, this question, his good buddy. The New York Islanders, Ilya Sorokin, will be a Vezina finalist next year. Round.
1: There were, there were people that thought he should have been this year. Um, you know, he was on a bad team, but despite that, he was second in the league in save percentage, uh, second in the league in shutouts, fourth in GAA. Um, you know, he, he really held the Islanders from being an even worse team. Um, Saros, who was a finalist, he had better, he had better numbers across the board than Markstrom had a better safe percentage than Jacob Markstrom and Markstrom was on a much better team. So um, Sorokin is an elite goalie. Uh, The Islanders hopefully will be better than they were last year. So if he did what he did last year on a bad team, on an improved team, like a playoff bound team, I think his numbers will be even better. Um, And I I think he will win a Vezina trophy or two in his career. Um, But I think next season, yeah, I think he will be. And like I said, in my opinion, he should have been a finalist this year. But um, for sure, I think he will be.
0: Uh, you've been talking him up all year, and now you got me on the train too. I know I've already bought three rounds today. I'm starting to run out of money. But fortunately, that's why that's credit <laughs> cards. And uh, this is um, – th- th- I mean, Sorokin was right there with Sisterkin all season. And you're talking about his rookie year. And the Islanders play a defensive uh, – if they, even if they're still playing a defensive game, under Lane Lambert, they need to keep that up and move it, move it along, those those numbers are gonna improve. And if, if we have two goalies in New York over a nine thirty save percentage, yikes. <laughs> that that would be what I'd have to say about that. Because uh Sorok- Sorokin I think what was it? It was it was something ridiculous like nine twenty eight something like that his save percentage. It was nine twenty seven. Nine twenty seven okay. Sorry, I was off by a thousandth of a point, but um, the uh, those guys, those guys are going to be. There was the, if you remember that old article, the one about the three center fielders, uh, Maze, uh, Mantle, and uh, Duke Snyder. It was written, and they used the correlation of that to Lundquist, Brodeur, and D. Pietro this one's going to be a lot like that. If the devils can ever find their goalie that could ever match what these two Russian guys are, because yeah. they're, they're that good. They're that good, Anthony. And, uh, the stick save last year, uh, that he made against the Rangers. Sorokin did. That was probably the highlight of no, maybe definitely. that, or the, he had, he had a, he had a couple of ones that you would go. That could be the save of the year, but we're going to move on anyway, Anthony, because to the big news, Big player that was traded last week. Matthew Kachuk will improve the Panthers in the playoffs.
1: Um, he, he definitely plays that uh, grittier style, much more than Jonathan Huberto. So, and in the playoffs, that's the type of style of hockey that usually wins games. So, um, you know, I'll go I'll go round, but with that said, um, you know, Kachuk wasn't exactly a world beater in the playoffs for the Flames. Um, however, the West does play a heavier game, so maybe being the East that. Um, that will help him, being that he does play that gritty game and the East is, is different than the West. Um, but, you know, again, like I said, he's a much more of a of a guy who's not afraid to really get into the mix, get into someone's kitchen, play physical, whereas that's not really Jonathan Huberto's game. So I think in the playoffs, that that will definitely help Florida. Um, and if he develops the same chemistry Barkoff uh, had with, with Huberto, with Kachuk, then forget about it. I think the Panthers will be in good shape.
0: Um, I'm going to go beer myself. Uh, the one, one reason why is because I, I don't know how much it's going to improve Florida, but it, it, again, the sort of, to me, the, the quintessential example of the trade that cements a team to be a Stanley Cup winner is always going to be in my mind, Brendan Shanahan, because you were talking about a team that went backwards to go forwards, and then they won two Stanley Cups after having the best record ever. Uh, going, yeah. again, going again to this, obviously the New York Islanders would have Butch Goring. That's that's their example. Uh, Rangers kind of don't have that. They have the five Edmonton or the Blackhawks that they brought in at the deadline, which I still debate whether or not that was really as helpful as you think. But it's uh, McAchuk, He's He's going to be going to the dirty areas. That's what you need. I mean they had Patrick Hornquist, but he's this is gonna be like n- n- a completely new level. So yeah. uh I mean it should improve. I don't know whether or not that's gonna translate. They're still gonna need more out of Sergey Bobrovsky or Spencer Knight. That's certainly also gonna help there. So let's stay in the state of Florida, Anthony. The lightning will have to move a major player before the beginning of the season. Before the beginning, um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go shot. I think
1: uh, as we know, when they signed all those players to an extension on UFA Day, we were like, what are they going to do next year? Um, I think they'll be okay for this season. Um, but when those extensions kick in next year, um, I think they're definitely going to have to move somebody because you look at that roster and you're like, well, where does the money come from? Um, you know, like, for instance, I think Chernak would have been a guy that could have moved to free up Sally, but now he himself is locked up. So that takes one of the most realistic guys off the board um, you know, you're not moving off, You're not moving Sorelli. Uh, point. I mean, I don't. I really don't see it. But one way or the other, they're gonna have to move somebody. My, my guess is Alex Kalorn will be good as gone at some point. But yeah, um, I'm curious to see how what they do next summer because I, I don't see an easy out for them. But uh, my guess is they will have to move a player that raises an eyebrow or two. Problem is, there's not many of them left, being they just resigned a lot of them. So again, um, dare I say? You know, you move a guy who Braden Point who gets injured somewhat, somewhat frequently. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't see Stamkos moving at this point. I think he's a legendary player for them. I think he'll be there the rest of his career. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes.
0: I got to buy everybody around on this again. I mean, I'm, I'm running out of money tonight because Anthony. This is I don't know if you see the look in my eyes. It's terrifying. the The Lightning have. million dollars right now over the cap now they don't have a first round draft choice for uh, 2023 or 2024 because those were conditionals that were in the trades that they made for i think brendan hagel was one of them now just going through their forwards these are the following forwards with no move clauses full and i'll go to the i'll go to the partial ones in a second Kucherov, Stamkos, there's a full-known move. I guess I'll just do it now. Uh, no trade clause for Nick Paul. He submits a list, and they just signed him. Alex Klaworn, modified yep. no trade clause, and then he's only making $4.45 million. Modified no trade for Nemestikov, they just signed him. Then it's um, uh, Corey Perry with the modified no trade. Patrick Maroon with the modified no trade. Victor Hedman, modified no trade. And then everybody else after that, they either re-signed just now or, I mean, it's got to be Braden Point. There's no other player. There's $9.5 million tied up in point. He's 26 years old and he can, and he's signed to 2028. Anthony, that, if, if the lightning said, we want to still keep be competing, they can actually restock their cupboard by moving Braden Point. And I can't believe those words coming out of my mouth. 9.5 million. That's, that's it. They Everybody else. Brendan Hankel doesn't have a no-trade clause. 1.5 million. Ross Colton is an RFA of the next year. 1.1 million. That's not getting you to seven. Maybe those two plus can warrant if you don't want to get rid of, uh, point. Which again, it's still. I mean, NHL teams find a way to to get around this. I have no idea how they're getting around this. They're everybody signed. It, it's terrifying looking at their salary cap. It really is. So. Yeah, some, a major player might be moved on there, but we'll, we'll see about that in September. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Anthony was actually so stoic right there, I thought his screen froze for a second, and then as well as <laughs> I saw his eye move and went. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. crazy, it's crazy. By the way, Anthony, um, Jesper Brat signing a one-year deal. Uh, Nazem Kadri potentially signing with the New York Islanders. And the free agent that signed last week uh, during the solo show that I did was John Klingberg. He signed with the Anaheim Ducks. So John Klingberg will prove that he's a number one defenseman with a one-year deal he signed with the Ducks. Um,
1: shot. Uh, I think he is a very good defenseman. I wouldn't call him a number one at this point in his career. Um, I, I honestly, I think, I think he over, he totally misread the market. Uh, he fired his agent. And I think that just proves that um, I think what he was looking for out there was was unrealistic. And he was probably, you know, kind of made to believe that by his agent um, that kind of blew up and ultimately you see him sign a one year deal. Uh, so I think at this point, his best case was to take that one year deal and hopefully he could play at a level where he had in the past. because The last few years, he he really hadn't been playing like the John Klingberg that we knew. Um, but with that said, he's going to get a lot of ice time in Anaheim. So he'll have the opportunity to put up points, you know, play, uh, the PP number one, uh, you know, run it. So he has the opportunity to really kind of put up the numbers that will enable him to get that long-term deal. But, um, again, I think the one-year deal kind of just proved that he totally misread the market or his agent did. Uh, but at the root of this question, Anaheim, I don't think he's a true number one elite defenseman. I think he's a, I think he's a really, really good
0: number two guy, but I don't think he's a number one. Uh, I got to go with you. And finally down the shot. And I, I, I like, I like Klingberg as advancement. I'm trying to figure out where he's going to want to go and what potentially a contract could be for him. Uh, if he's thinking he's going to make eight million dollars or even seven million dollars, that's that that deal's not there. That deal is not there. So it was one year deal with Anaheim. He's there. I mean, obviously he'll take the number one job over Kevin Shattenkirk, and Kevin Shattenkirk will fade to the to the second uh, deep pair for power play 2. But it's it's no, it's definitely a shot. He's he's not he's not really. I don't, I don't even know where that where that team is for him. Like I, I, I'm baffled trying to come up with a team that's going to pay Klingberg to go there. I mean, Vancouver isn't going to do it. They're like, well, uh, it we was, already got enough Swedish defensemen, I, and we have OEL. He's basically you anyway.
1: I know Seattle and, and Detroit were really hot after him. I, I could see him landing in one of those two markets, I, and I, they, they would have been my guesses. But um, again, you know, I think Detroit he's would have my to guess too. By the way. on Anaheim this year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he could do what Taylor Hall oh. yeah. did. Taylor Hall took that one-year deal in Buffalo, um, then came back and eventually signed long-term in Boston. So I, I could see a similar thing happening with Klingberg.
0: Yeah, and my only answer for that with Boston is, <laughs> you idiots. So, like, <laughs> I mean, Taylor Hall, I mean, he is just – I, I, there are players I'm critical on Taylor Hall was the most invisible superstar. He's the most overrated player in NHL history, in my opinion. Oh, wow. There you go. All right. I'll, I'll go right out and say it. Uh, so it it's, you know, and th- oh, by the way, next week we're going to have Taylor Hall on. So that way I can say that. No, just <laughs> kidding. It, it's just, no, it's again, it's t- t- Taylor Hall. I I think he's making $6 million this year. Does anybody remember anything Taylor Hall did this year? Anyway, so that was Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk and where we were gauging our topic on NHL topics based on our choice to drink. And I didn't see whether or not guys were playing around. Hopefully you guys were, but we're going to go one more segment before we start taking questions. The more interactive part, we're actually kind of shooting through the show. Forty five minutes today. Yo, that has been going great. How are we doing, Sean? And yeah, the Stanley Cup champion, Kevin Shattenkirk and the mercenary, but yeah. And by the way, Anthony, DP is kind of right about this one. Um, Yeah. Kadri is going to bring a lot of that rivalry. And so, and, Randy, you, know, you, know,
1: you know, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of Ranger fans wanted had an interest in Nazem Kadri, but you know, unfortunately the Rangers weren't able to make that work salary wise, but those same people that wanted him are, are definitely going to hate him once they see him playing for the Islanders and with the way he plays the game and you know getting in people's faces so it's uh it's gonna be fun it'll it will be fun
0: which by the way once again everybody gotta we're well we're i don't have to say we're trying to pay the bills we're actually not getting there yet but once again you go go to manscaped.com use the promo code bah for 20 percent off for also free shipping and you know that's basically telling us telling them that we send you i use their products all the time and trust me, it's very smooth down there. You don't need to know anything else, so everybody. Uh, but I have actually a brief on the mark to talk about this prediction that's right here. Uh, being single, most of my life. just yell at Larry Brooks like every other New York ranger <laughs> Anthony, I was watching uh, some videos on Twitter yesterday, and. It's been a while, everybody, since I've been to a Mets game. I've been waiting to go to my first Mets game of the year. Thank you,
1: Johnny, very much.
0: Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Thank you, Johnny. And by the way, I hope the back and neck is doing better. So, wow, Johnny for the win. Thank, thank you very much. I, I we, can't, we can't say enough. Wow. August, uh, time All time. right. A little bit but, All right. Is that good? What was that? <laughs> Anthony, so the Mets have a routine when a player enters the, uh, a certain player enters the field. And I'm going to show this video of it right now. And it baffles my mind, and I'll get onto this in a second. All right, we, that's for the sake of time. But I, the reason why it's actually kind of – I use the word baffles. It really doesn't baffle me. He's having a great season. But the real thing about it is, Anthony, it's Edwin Diaz of the New York Mets is yet again. A player can change their perception, especially in New York. New York is a very fickle market. But a player – I mean, I was in L.A. when he blew a three-run save – when the Mets were off five to five runs to LA Dodgers. And I, I have, I have a fan, I, I like to call it a famous picture of the ball hitting in fair territory and me looking up at the sky being like, I can't believe this freaking guy. So <laughs> while we look over at guys like, say, for instance, Jacob Truba, who is Philk's whipping boy, or, um, in my case, I guess well, Ryan Strom is gone. But, I mean, you look at Kaco and a here, they're writing their stories right now. And you, th- it wasn't too long ago that every Met fan, it, there, was, there was a, a different to- type of expletive when they were saying, you know, fucking Edwin Diaz. Now it's fucking Edwin Diaz. Like, you're, you're pumped about him now. And uh, I'm going to ask you about your weapon boy for the Islanders. So you have about 30 seconds to figure this one out. <laughs> but again, it's just one of those things. It's one of those things that you could always write your story. And as long as there's blank pages, just keep on going. Cause now look at it. Cause now instead of every Met fan dreading Edwin Diaz coming to the game, they got trumpets. They're playing trumpets for this guy. And He's been lights out uh, last last week after they played the Yankees, Boomer Siason and Boomer and Gio were comparing him with Mariano Rivera. That's insane. And by the way, the answer is Rivera is still better. And, and this is coming from the <laughs> Met fan. Uh, that's just how to say that. But again, now Edwin Diaz is, this is, is starting to become a larger than life figure. And he was destined to be a bust within his first two seasons as a New York Met. So Sometimes just remember, guys, whether it's – and I guess one example for the Islanders, Josh Bailey. Josh Bailey, if people thought, oh, he was going to be the second line center, blah, 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 blah. He goes up, plays right wing with John Tavares, becomes an all-star, has a career best season, signs a, signs a, a, a huge deal. And then what happens? He was, he was uh, their leading point scorer in the playoffs or among one or two in the, two, in the three deep runs. So there you go. Anthony, who's your Islander whipping boy, by the way?
1: (laughs) Josh Bailey.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, you know, Josh Bailey is a very polarizing figure for the Islanders His whole career. You know, if if he's not the one that's moved here, um, he's going to play his 1,000th game all with the Islanders this season. Um, You know, he's been through it all. He's been on really bad teams, been on good teams. Um, you know, he's caught a lot of flack from yeah. other fans over the years. Um, but you know, with that said, I, I acknowledge that like you you know, he had a really good year with Tavares, he hit 70 points. Um, you know, he, he is a good playmaker. Uh I'll give him all that. But sometimes he's just so frustrating because sometimes you watch him and he'll just make a really dumb pass or um similar to Ryan Strom, you know, he kind of passes when he really should have sh- even really, really should shoot. I can't even tell you how many times where it seemed like he had an open net instead of shooting, he made a pass. Um, you know, he, so he's been doing that his whole career, kind of just frustrating the hell out of Islander fans. Um, and, you know, some of it's unwarranted because, again, I do acknowledge, you know, he is, he is a, you know, a 40, 45-point guy, 50 points. I mean, the 70-point the season, I think it was an outlier, obviously, but, um, you know, but he's not a bad player. He's a, he's a middle six player and he can do good things. It's just, you know, every team has one of those guys. And I think it, it really started from, you know, he was drafted, what, eighth or ninth overall. You know, he played for the Windsor Spitfires, had good numbers. People were expecting him to be this really, really good offensive player. Um, and he was rushed. He was brought in at a time where the Islanders didn't have much talent around. And I think that really hurt his development. Um, and I think a lot of Island fans, because of all that, it's he's always been one of those guys that just and, you know, just you kind of just get flushed. Oh, Josh Bailey. You know, it is it is what it is. But um I mean, he's been a great he's been a great player for them um the community. It's just sometimes he gets a lot of flack, including from someone like myself. But
0: yeah, he he, he would be my choice. I mean, I always and by the way, if whoever your whipping boy is, put it down in the comments below, everybody. But the, and by the way, DP, you're right about this. Uh, awesome sound effects from the classic 80s game Spy Hunter. That is exactly what I was using that for. And I, I love that game. I used to play that in the arcade uh, every time I went with my mom when she would be in a bowling league. It was in, I think, Westbury Bowling Alley. And it was awesome. But anyway, getting back to this though. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's always a guy every single year. You look at him and just go, get that, get that guy off my team. Really? I, I, I <laughs> just depending on who it is. I, um, Valeri Kaminsky comes to mind for the Rangers. Um, And at the same time, by the way, there's always that one guy that you're like, they need to give this guy more ice time or they need to stick on, uh, stick with this guy. I mean, I remember kind of feeling that a little bit with Mike Knewble. So there there's, that's one thing to go with that. So when, if you remember <laughs> Mike Knewble is a New York Ranger Ranger fans, but it's it, and, but that's that's a great thing about New York. I, I think we talked about this last year. On ironically enough, with Javier Baez when he was doing this ridiculous BS. But in New York, you're you're going to both write your story. You could write your downfall, and you could also write your comeback. That's that's what New York is. And there's a reason why we have the expression: "If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere." Well, it 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 just works. You do, you could go somewhere, yeah. just relax, and just. Or and you rise to the occasion, or you don't. And and right now, as as Rick is saying right here, personally, I I prefer Sandman. You're right about that. Well, first off, better song, uh, though the other one is very catchy too. I I found myself humming it all day after trying to set this up. But the um, you can you can write your story, you can also write your comeback. Like I said just before, there is that's what that's what the city is, and Edwin Diaz could have cried his way out of town. Like if you ran, you remember Ranger fans, Stefan Cantal did, or Jack McDowell did for the New York Yankees or, I remember. Um, yeah. yeah, him flipping off the Yankee fans. It's there's a lot that, that, that could happen at any moment. And you know what? More credit to this guy because he could have folded like a deck chair instead. Now he's one of the best in the league and even giving somebody a chance to go into the All Star game the other day because he felt like the, the it was a kid's first All Star game and he should go do it. I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing just thinking about it because three years ago in 2019, I was like, "This is the worst trade in Mets history." They're getting Robinson Cano and this guy, and now looks like the Mets didn't overpay in any way. If anything, they might have fleeced uh, Seattle. So we'll see more about that in a minute. Let's go through some of your comments right here. And also let's start to getting some of your questions. Aaron Heilman was always very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> much like, much like Alexander Georgiev. David, you're one of the people that saw that with me. Oh, and, um, uh, it was, it was, uh, Kellenick, Jared Kellenick. He was more interested still in being a, uh, Instagram celebrity. Uh, he's a 10, but he watches baseball. <laughs> That's all right, and Mike Watts is saying, Bailey is the third liner. Mike, that's my first time seeing you on the here. Welcome to the show. Hidal or Kako for the Rangers. uh, uh, Kratz, uh Kratzoff are left out. 51 people in the chat. Everybody hit the like. Yes, thank you very much. A uh, Whipping Boy for this year has yet to be determined for the New York Rangers. We'll see about that. Donald Brashear was for Dave. Matt Dumba in, uh, uh, in, in Minnesota. I think it's also because Matt Dumba... Uh, uh, Anthony, uh, can you think of anybody else who's been traded more than Matt Dumba? Matt Dumba, he hasn't been traded. No, but I mean, in the in the press reports, like every oh, single year, uh, yeah, oh, they're name- going to move on from Matt Dumba. Yeah, move on from Matt Dumba. His
1: name, his name has been out there before for sure. But I, I can think of more guys that have been kind of been rumored to have been dealt and never have been more
0: so than him. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, D. Ely. By the way, thank you very much, D. Ely, uh, for our, your help with us. Because everybody, as we mentioned before, Friday we're going to be interviewing Jacob Slavin for the show. So cannot wait for that. And uh, yep. one Can't of the best that. defensemen first, in uh, the league right now. <clears throat> so first can you think active, of
2: anybody?
1: First active player. We've
0: and on. and of course.
1: I mean, we've had Gra- and you know, Grabner and Ryan Miller and stuff, but they weren't, you know,
0: weren't playing anymore at the time. Uh, oh, wait. Tomas is saying his whipping boy is dry to hunt, playing anything else but a fourth line minutes, discounting his crazy month. But the fourth line for Hunt is all right. Yeah, that's about it. I actually think the fourth line for Hunt is too good. He's he's not, he's on, he's barely an NHLer. That's the way to say it with him. It's-
1: I scrolled all the way up from the beginning to kind of go through some questions or comments going through. So I'm going to try to sort through right, some nice. of these.
0: Can you think of um, anybody that went to the Islanders, Anthony, by the way, that started out slow and then ended up being a real good player for you?
1: Um, I, I mean, to an, to an extent, Kyle Oposo was, was a guy that really came on towards the end of his Islander tenure started a little slow, but um he's one that definitely comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this. go through some of these. Okay. The beginning. Um, Actually,
0: Anthony, this is one that frustrates me. I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> David is asking, I don't get what the advantage is by not reporting it to the league, but everybody knows or assumes he's a New York Islander. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's just – this is one of those things where this is just lose rules. Um, You know, I – you know, he's – again, I I will admit, I don't really think he's fooling everybody. Anybody, I think general managers realize, okay, he has Calgary signed. They they realize they have some RFAs, um, you know, and knowing how much cap space is available isn't top secret news. Any general manager can go on cap friendly just like any other fan would and see what a team's cap situation is. So, um But, you know, so again, you know, he obviously feels like, you know, it's worth it to do it. And I don't know how much of an advantage, if at any, he does get from it. But um, this is the second year in a row where he's really doing it, withholding his signings. Um, And a lot of people have asked me, is it just like handshake agreements or? And I can tell you, no, they're 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 fully signed contracts. And what he does is he just doesn't file it with the league, because once you file it with the league, it has, you know, it's public. It basically comes out. Um, he doesn't file it. So the contracts are essentially signed, which is why people say it's in the draw, and he just has to file it. Um, so technically speaking, because another question I get is, and Mark, I'm sure you asked this at one point too. How
0: mm-hmm. does
1: the league even allow this? Well, I, I think the league doesn't even really the league doesn't even really know. Like us, they assume like you don't, you know, when you're negotiating a contract with somebody, you don't have to tell the league that, you know that you're doing so. So the league has no idea until you have a sign, sign contract sent to them. So I don't even think they know w- what what's going on for sure. So that's what he does. Again, I agree, David, I, I don't really know how much, how much really it helps him, but he believes that this gives him an, a competitive
0: advantage over teams. Um, and I went away from the comment cause I accidentally clicked on the Greg McKeg one, but, uh, that's, it's, uh, it's frustrating for us, but again, it's like, how do you legislate that you have to turn in the filing on that? It, it, it's it's almost impossible to legislate that. It's like trying to figure out uh, NBA players or just players talking to each other and calling that for tampering. Owners yeah. can't do it, but players can. So, yeah, it's just like that.
1: All right. What's the next uh, question you got? So from Mike. Who the Islanders are shedding to make the salary work? Kind of touched on this. Um, I think the hope is amongst most Islander fans is that it's Josh Bailey that goes. Um, you know, Arizona, for instance, took, uh, the you know, took Andrew Ladd and Bailey's a much, much better player than he is. And they still didn't have to give up too much. So they, they probably could move Le- Bailey to a team that has a lot of cap space and not really have to attach anything because you, you are still getting a good middle six forward. Um, but I would say it's either going to be Bailey or, or Anthony Bovillier to go. Um, I think those are the, those are the two most likely options. Um, Matthew, which I don't know if I've seen him before, but um, thanks for your question. Again, similar type of, similar type of question. Um, but which of your two top D men gets to say goodbye? Um, well, no, they wouldn't move any of their top D. I mean, Pollock, Pelic Dobson, they're all there to stay. Scott Mayfield, now he could be a guy that eventually gets moved, but the only thing is he's making $1.45 million. Um, I mean, value-wise for the contract, he's probably been one of the best value players in the league the last couple of years in terms of his dollars and what you get from him on the ice. Because he's, a you know, over the last couple of years, he developed into a really, really solid top four D that could play on the right side. Um, and Mark, right now, he's a third-pairing right-handed defenseman. Because Pollock and Dobson are ahead of him, um, so again, by moving him, you're not really saving much. So I think they will. I think they will keep him. However, I think he would hold value. I think he could probably get a second round pick and a middling prospect for Scott Mayfield. But um, other than that, I don't see any other D that get moved.
0: I'm gonna store that one for later that I see, and we'll make sure we'll make sure we read some of these that way the uh, the, the audio listeners can hear them too. Uh, that that question was whose salary gets dumped when to keep Kadri when Barzell wants payday next year. By the way, Anthony, again, uh, that's Bailey and Beauvillier. That's yeah, what it always comes down to, doesn't that's it? That's probably
1: it. And as far as Barzell, he's he's eligible for an extension now. You know, he said he you know he wants to play his whole career on the island, all that stuff. Um, that also could be something else that Lou's working on. He could be looking to extend Barzell uh, a year early. Um, so that's an option too. I mean, right now, I, I think Barzell still going to really want high dollars, but we'll see if he waits another year for that or not. Um, and again, David right here. Feel- um, yeah, again, if it's seven years, I think the end of that deal, like the Trocheck deal, I think could, you know, could be problematic. Uh, but again, you know, Lou is 80 years old. Um, you know, let's face it. He's not really going to be around doing this job too much longer. So I think he just wants to win a cup. So in the short term, yeah, uh, for the next two to three years, it could be really great value. But I'm I'm hoping it's only a five year deal. Uh, CJ, once again, I've been on here, but uh, nice to see you on here. Um, and Mark, this is the message I mentioned. A lot of Islander fans felt there. we didn't need another, we didn't need another center, top scoring winger. So um, I I mentioned Mark again. I didn't. I didn't say it was going to happen. I said it, it could be something Lou could do if he really wanted to, just, uh, you know, shake things up. He could trade a center like Nelson. Uh, Pat, see, Pajot, Um I don't see Pajot moving because I think, uh, well, for two reasons: one, he's he's the best, aside from Suzekis, he's the best defensive forward you have, and he's also more offensively gifted than Sazikas. So, I and the other reason is he wouldn't bring back an elite wing scoring winger where I think Barzell. Um and Nelson could so I think Pajot's here to stay. If anyone it would be it would be Nelson to move, but I, I get the premise of this, but I don't I don't see Pajot moving. Um I think if anything it would be Nelson would go, but even that I'm I'm really
0: not sold on. Uh so by the way, this is uh Step Boy Steven from Wardy NHL who is saying cadre is a great ad for the islanders. But actually, sorry, Rangers Review is the name of the channel now for them. Kadri is a great ad for the Islanders, but there's a reason to be cautious for Kadri's career year. Happened in a season where uh, scoring was historically high. Still a great ad for them. You know what? Yeah. I think the biggest thing about Kadri on that, Anthony, is that how did I always say Nazim Kadri's seasons ended with a suspension? Not yeah. one. No, nope. And one. you know what? He,
1: again, like Steven said, he's not going to replicate the 87 point season, but he like he could still be a 60 point guy at a minimum especially he plays with barzell who knows maybe he has really good chemistry and he does hit 70 points if they play on a line so but that's that's to be
0: determined speaking about which we're looking at doing a prospect show with uh rangers review uh more on that stay tuned this weekend so uh jp first time seeing you welcome to the show and a great picture with the dog um I really wish I could see Gaudreau, Blaze, and Mott on the same line. Fingers crossed for a miracle Mott signing. You know what? Yeah, I got to agree with that. And I would love to see Tyler Mott back on the New York Rangers. He is a hell of a player. And I I was very much uh, – I, I liked what I saw from him. Who knows? They could always – he could always just sign elsewhere, like – a team that's not going to make the playoffs and then say, all right, we'll get you back at the trade deadline. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, one guy that I would love to see on this New York Rangers roster next year. is Will Cooley. I would love to see if, if he can make that jump. We're going to see about that one soon enough. I know Brendan Ottman is one of those guys that could make a jump, but uh, I think he's going to have to stay in the OHL for a little bit longer. And that would be, probably best for everybody involved uh <laughs> rick you know what 100 right we're really gonna miss nemeth this year oh and by the way it's not i'm actually very punctual it's not me <laughs> <So, laughs> um yeah without nemeth who are the fans going to blame for everything going wrong mm, I, I that's a great question i wonder who everybody's gonna blame for everything going wrong kako i think that's where it's gonna come down to so, uh, that would be a dream fourth line. Uh, did you have any other ones that are, Enrique is saying that right there, maybe Cooley over Greco. Um, uh, some
1: yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I started from the literal top, so I'm just scrolling through. Oh, it nice. sure gets there. Um, this is from THG. Uh, I, I have to, I don't know if he's still on or not, but I have to disagree with this. Uh, I get, Oh, sorry, Anthony, click that again. I, I get, uh, I get the fact that you didn't need another center, but Nazem Kadri is a really good hockey player. He adds a lot of elements. He, he you know, he adds the offense. He adds the the grittiness. Uh, you know, another, another guy who could play against the other team's top line. Um, you know, he, he makes down, there's a lot better, but I, I do get, because, you know, again, they didn't really need another center and they needed a scoring wing, but um, you have to, you have to trust uh, in Lou that, you know, he's bringing a guy that just won a Stanley cup and, is a you know winner and and can really contribute on all areas. So um I, I get the sentiment, but I disagree. I think I think this is a good signing for the Islanders.
0: Well, here's here's a question I have for you on that, Anthony, because everybody's saying we need a scoring winger and we need a scoring winger. What if moving Barzell to the wing just creates that scoring winger? Now you're talking about yeah, well, now you're talking about Matt Barzell's numbers on a wing. Go ahead. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, like
1: I said, Barzell moving Barzell to the uh, to the wing lessens his defensive responsibility, gives him gives him more freedom. Um, so it it could be like you said, adding that scoring wing. You know, Kadri can Kadri could play with could play with the big boys. You know, so um, you know, I think it could be a good marriage if him and Barzell play against against one another. So um, so yeah, I, I I won't I don't hate that idea of of Barzell moving to the wing. I don't.
0: I did a star this one, but we just give it to you right now, Anthony. Uh, I got a question for Anthony. What Islanders prospect is your dark horse to make an impact in the near future? I got to go with the Duffman.
1: William, William Dufour. Um, he he had a hell of a year. Quebec major junior hockey league MVP. Um, he was the Memorial cup MVP. Uh, you know, he was the first guy in the Quebec major junior hockey league to reach 50 goals. I think since 2018, um, you know, I, I, I acknowledge that he's an older guy playing against younger competition, um, but you can't take away his shot and release. Um, and some guys just kind of blossom late. So we'll see if his game translates to the NHL. I mean, he's definitely going to, I think, start in Bridgeport. I don't see any way he can unseat anybody on the roster. Um, I mean, maybe his smallest of chance, Oliver Wallstrom, if he really outplayed him, but I don't see that happening. Uh, so I think he's going to be in the AHL for – for a year or so, but uh, he would be the guy if I did have to
0: pick one. Steven so also added, by the way, when Barzell was in Seattle, he played a lot of shifts as a winger on the power play, yeah. so it's not yep. too far fetched. So, um, Chris is actually okay, go ahead, do this
1: right. one. I, so, this is interesting because Timo Meyer, um, Mike, when well, not it wasn't Mike Greer himself, but I forget which insider it was, maybe Elliot Freeman said that Greer is gonna have to make an interesting decision on Meyer because are they rebuilding? If so, you know, his. His qualifying offer would be $10 million next season. Um, he's a really, really good player. Uh, if, again, you know, if they feel like they're going in a different direction and that's a high dollar amount, um, maybe they pull a – you know, with the Blackhawks, they would to the brink it. No one understood why they would trade him. So San Jose could be a similar role. But with Timo Meyer, Mayfield and Pajot, my friend, aren't getting it done. Timo Meyer, you have to put Matt Barzell. You have to put Matt Barzell in the deal. Um, and that, that would go to my, that would go to my, my thing is if, if Lou wanted to really shake things up, would he trade a Barzell or a Nelson for an elite winger? In this case, Meyer would be, it would have to be Barzell, not Nelson, but, um, that would be an interesting kind of like fantasy proposal. But, uh, I don't know at the end of the day, if I would do it as good as Timo Meyer is Bar, you know, usually centers hold more value, but yeah, I mean, that would be a move that, you know it would be hard to say no to that.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. Centers always hold more value. That's what I always say about them. And uh, I mean, it, it, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. I thought, by the way, that reminded me, I thought I had one on the bar talk, which was uh, David Quinn will finish out three years with the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, I don't know if he makes it three years. <laughs> I don't know. That team's going to um, be going for a rebuild. This one
1: earlier, could you see a one-year deal? I, I know Klingberg just did it, but I don't see any way that Kadri would agree to a one-year deal, even if his good relationship with Lou. You know, he's 31. It's too risky. It's his one chance at a big payday. What if he takes a one-year deal, he gets hurt. Um, that would significantly, you know, affect his ability to get a big long-term contract next year at a high dollar amount. So I don't I don't see any way that would happen. Um Gone through earlier, mentioned Carrillo's landed in Minnesota. I saw that article from the Wild beat writer Mike Russo. I know there was some speculation that things really weren't looking good for him in Russia, so that's good. I think all Wild fans are taking a huge sigh of relief right now that the Carrillo the thrill is back in the States.
0: Oh, wow. Hey, Anthony, I, I never considered this either, but Mike is saying Orzel lowers his value by moving to the wing, which is also a win for the Islanders. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah,
1: I suppose that could be true. Yep. Um, but then again,
0: who was the highest paid player in free agency this year? That oh, was a wing, Johnny that's Good right. And <laughs> a wing, Johnny Gaudreau yeah. is a wing. Well, that's what happens um, is when you. Um, yeah. But uh, this,
1: I, I don't think that has any. That has any. I, I don't know. All. I don't think it's um, got any legs. I, I did, I did see a comment. I guess an interview Panarin did in Russia. Um, and he said that, you know, it would be impossible for the Rangers to trade him because of his no move. Uh, mm-hmm. so he did comment on that. Yeah. And I don't I don't see Panarin waving. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, he's he's a rushing guy, he likes to spend time in Florida in the offseason. I I would assume he would he would wave to go to like Tampa Bay or Florida, but that's just fantasy talk that's not happening. Neither team has the money to 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 make something like that work. So
0: Anthony, I did this every single year. For all things Rangers, when it was Henrik Lundqvist on the block. They're like, Oh, you gotta trade Henrik Longquist, you gotta trade Henrik Lundqvist. You gotta, you gotta trade Henrik Lundqvist. First off, who's playing net for you? You still want to win a Stanley Cup, you're not winning it with Cam Talbot or with um Auntie Ranta. Those were facts. So yeah. let me get back to so let's get back to we'll get back to the Islanders one second because there's a great question for Anthony right here. Um so then it was all right, Henrik Lundqvist is a full no move tro- no move clause, eight point five million dollars, and you had to find the slot for him on a team that he wants to go to that'll give up prime assets to get him, to, to get him back. Because unlike Vegas, the the Rangers would ask for something back. So yeah. now you have a guy making eleven point five million dollars that is uh, just coming off a ninety six point season, and. You got to figure out what to get back for him because the, the answer on that is yes. And as I always like to say, and yeah. <laughs> then it's, you got to find somewhere for Panarin that wants to go that, that can afford to pay him. He's every good team. I will point to every good team in the league. They don't have $11 million available no. under the cap. No, it did not happen. Well, so I mean,
1: Anaheim, Arizona teams like that, but it's moot. Cause Panarin never waved there again. I think he would wait for Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, I mean, that's it. mean, maybe, maybe, maybe the Islanders. I mean, I think he would have played there if the Rangers never stepped up. But yeah, it's not, it's not happening. Ranger fans don't have to worry. Panarin's gonna be a Ranger for, I mean, maybe the entire rest length of his contract. So I don't think that's an issue.
0: Yeah, Pan- Panarin's going nowhere, and I always get on this whenever it's you go to a team that's rebuilding. And then once they rebuild, yeah. then it's, oh, well, we need to move that guy. Well, I got yeah. no move laws because now that you're good, you want to get rid of me? Because yeah, right now, mm-hmm. the next year comes up, let's say Keandre Miller and Alexis Lafreniere have career seasons. The, the, the best move for the Rangers is to dump Jacob Trubas $8 million and give it to them. Jacob, if i'm jacob truba especially if we don't if the the rangers don't win the stanley cup almost i did say we but i almost finished that sentence if the rangers don't win the stanley cup i would say piss off uh i'm yeah. staying here <laughs> that's, that's yep. just how it is so anthony go ahead um as of right
1: now yes yeah, solo would be the the left defenseman on the third pair with with mayfield um I mean, maybe if 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 Lou has Calvin DeHans contract in the draw too, then you know that would push Salo out of the lineup. But as of right now, yeah, Robin Salo um, is probably ticketed for the 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 third left pair defenseman with Mayfield on the right. I liked what I saw out of
0: Robin Salo for for Me the too. Islanders last year. Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, I did not know as, you
0: at all. Especially as like a a uh, bottom pairing defenseman, I think that's a great deal. Uh, I yeah. had this one that was dog-eared for you because it's. I think it's an important one, Anthony, which is what happens to uh, Ratty or Aturatu this year? Because I still don't know his pronunciation. Can we settle Ratty. that? Um,
1: I think he's, he's good. Again, like Duf- like Dufour, he's going to start in Bridgeport. Um, and, you know, if he earns a call up mid-year because of an injury or just because he's playing well, um, then I think you'll see him. Um, but, uh, there's really no shot. He, he makes the team to start. Um, and again, also what complicates things with the addition of, uh, adding cadre, like I said, um, you know, R- Rathu's a center too. So, I mean, where does, where does he fit? Because, you know, at this point now they have five centers and a lot of them are signed. So, uh, but he's a guy that I could see him starting his career on the wing in the NHL. But I don't think you'll see him this year unless the Islanders were ravaged with injury or, um, you know, or by some chance they were bad. And at the deadline, they, they moved some pieces and he kind of finished out the year. But um, I have high hopes for him. I just don't think you'll see him for a while.
0: Do you see this Islander team go to the Stanley Cup finals, which is what they need this year or next? If they get Kadri? do you agree? I mean, by the way, Mario, honestly, hope you're feeling better
1: yes that's the main thing hopefully everyone's in good health and you're feeling good um maybe you know too hard to predict uh i always go back to mark when we had dan rosen on our show what was it last off season um he said that it's he, had, he saw, think. yeah he saw no holes in the islanders lineup and um was kind of right on the train with everybody else with picking them to go to the cup final so you, ne- you never know what's going to happen in the national hockey league you know there is a lot of parody um so especially that you know, Metro division. Yeah. You know, last year I think personally it was aberration for the Islanders, the, the, the new building, the road trip, getting hit with COVID once you come home um, and some injuries. I think it just was such a bad year for them. Um, I think they will bounce back. This I don't know if I could say they'll make the cup finals. Who knows? I mean, with Kadri and Romanov, they're going to be a much better team. Maybe Lane Lambert has loosens the system up a little bit and numbers increase. So, mm-hmm. It's hard to say. I mean, I do think they will get in the playoffs, but I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say whether or not for sure I could say yes or no definitively. But they will Whose be in the taken. That's for sure. Whose spot? Yep. Washington. Okay. I, or, I'm okay
0: with that. Or
1: honestly, I know they're in a different division, so it'd be more so a wild card, but I, I can see Boston falling out. I not I mean they haven't signed Bergeron and Krejci yet. Um, you know, is gonna miss the first oh, couple months of the season. Same thing, I think, with Grizzlik and I think McAvoy too. Uh, Swayman and 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 uh, Olmark. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like Boston. I don't.
0: What about um? What about beating up the guys at the old folks' home in Pittsburgh? That too. That too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, mean, we always
1: say Washington, and Pittsburgh falling out. I think this is finally the year that one of them. And one
0: of them does. Well, fortunately, Stephen already answered the question for me that Rich put up there. But it was Rich's question. He asked, what's the chance Ottman gets playing time at the NHL level? This is the reason why I'm saying it with the Pittsburgh Penguins right now and still on that same thought. Because you can't just bring people in just for the sake of bringing them in. This isn't a video game where you you can have Sean Green. uh, I'm thinking back to 1999. Uh, with baseball, Sean Green being your number seven hitter for the for the New York Mets, no, and a created player at number one. I'll give you a hint that was his number. But <laughs> it's it's you got to bring in guys with roles intended for them. Otherwise, yeah, they're just drifting through. Like what is like I what's agree. Julian Goche's role on the Rangers? Does anybody He's really know? Sure. That's why the Rangers need to part with him. The reason why I'm getting yeah. with that is what are the what are the Penguins doing with Jeff Petrie? Like it makes no sense to me. It honestly they're doesn't. They're, 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 they're trying, trying to win. win but is it be a power play quarterback, he's not on power play one. You're are you are you putting Latang on two? Are you putting Malkin on two? Yeah. No. Yeah, so, right. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of those things. And it's if if you're telling me that is even strength numbers are that good. All right. Well, it's uh whatever. That's that's what I would say for that one. Yeah. It's this just, one, no, this, one made,
1: this one made me laugh. And I, I mean, I even said it, he's, he's 80 years old. He's not, I mean, granted, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he doesn't want to kind of screw the next person, especially if it was his son that took over for GM. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, he, he you know, he wants to win now. I, I think, I think this is last year on contract. I mean, it will never come out cause it's the Islanders and it's Lou, but I I think this is the last year of his deal. So and he's 80. I think he wants to win. So he's, I think he'll do whatever he can to try to win the cup now. not, I don't really think he's overly concerned with the future. So he, that's, that's, it's in jest, but it's also true.
0: There was a joke from how I met your mother back in the day of, do you know whose problem that is? That's future Ted's problem. Not, mm-hmm. not present Ted. So again, <laughs> just like you're saying right there, that's, yeah. that's, that's the only person you have to worry about. You have to worry about, and you're right about that, Anthony. I don't think he wants to screw over his son. Lou is actually always pretty good with keeping one eye on the president one, and one eye on yeah. the future. Yep. So uh, that's, I mean, because imagine what Lou would have to do in Calgary. Yeah. There's no movement with Mont right now. I I haven't heard a peep out of him. So in any way, it's it's different. Um,
1: like, so silence with with Lou in the aisles means one thing, but then it's like when you. When you hear silence on guys like Taylor Mott and Sonny Milano and you know and PK Subban, because it's, it's at this point where these guys are the type of guys that are, that are either going to accept PTOs and mm-hmm. get an offer to a camp, or they'll sign a one-year deal right before camp starts. So that's why there's silence on Mott. It's not because there's some sort of secrecy going on with Drury like there is with – it's just because – this is just par for the course. These lesser, these lesser UFAs kind of just waited out till late in the summer. They let teams figure out what their situations are cap wise. And then again, they look to grab a PTO somewhere or a cheap contract. So that that's why they're silence on Mott, just because this is kind of par for the course with players like these towards later in the offseason. Would you agree, Mark? I
0: would agree with that a lot. I think that there's um I think there's teams interested in him. I think he wants to come back to New York. He sent out an Instagram message, basically thanking all the fans. And first off you have all the Ranger fans chiming in to say, why not resign and go for one more run? The other thing is the, the Vancouver fans all jumping on that bandwagon and saying, come back and we'll try to do it again with you. And I still think Vancouver is going to be a very good team next year. I I think another year for Thatcher Demko developing, and if you can get JT Miller to be anywhere near as good as what he was, let's say if he's an 85 point player, I think that's still going to be good for Vancouver. Bruce Boudreau is a great coach; he, he always figures out how to get teams into the playoffs. Where, so that would not surprise me. Mark, where do you see where do you see Tyler Mott going? See, so that's the thing. Uh, I I would have he's a guy. Like if you have any space and you're a playoff team right now, or an aspiring playoff team, say like the New York Islanders and you need to, and you have any space you want to strengthen your bottom six, go get that guy, yep. man. He was such a difference maker for the Rangers. So I, where do I see him? I think actually going back to the Rangers, that would be great. Um, so the the Rangers only
1: have one million dollars in cap space. So how do you how at, at this point I don't know how I don't know how you would even make that work. You're not going to make it You're work. Not. That's
0: the simplest way to to, yeah. to mention <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah,
1: because um, I think I but- I think, Mott, I think Mott wanted like around two and a half million dollars was being reported. I think that's way too much for the Rangers right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things that. If he wants to be a ranger, he's gonna to have to go somewhere that's not a playoff team and then try to be traded there. And again, that's if you're going somewhere like in Arizona, you know you're not making the playoffs, you know there are gonna be players yeah. at the trade deadline, you know they're gonna move you for something. And I had, I had heard, no trade calls in, so you know we're going.
1: I had heard him being linked to LA earlier in the offseason. I, I don't know yeah. if that's still if that's that still accurate, a great thing. but that's one team I that's one team I had heard was LA. Um another team i could see him on i could see him on boston i mean they could use a little bit more Mm -hmm. more that speed in their bottom six Uh, again i mean cap space after they potentially sign kreiche and bergeron Um, you know i could i could see him in a place like carolina i mean mark does not does tyler mott not fit that typical hurricane suffocating
0: on top of you game yeah and Look again. If you go, I could go down the list. Uh, Tyler Mock going to the Washington Capitals. He fits what they they would love to do over there. Tyler Mock going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They would love to have him over there. Uh, and you know I mean, everything. You know like other, you said, the Hurricanes are another one. So, and and that goes to the West. The like other Kings, he would be perfect for too. Yeah. The other the other Sorry, issue I is I with these flight.
1: guys and why they're still out there. No, it's fine. The other issue with these guys and why they're mainly still out there is that, you know, Tyler Mott, again, you know, he's looking at a two and a half million dollar contracts, maybe even two and three quarters. Not many teams have that much money to give to a, let's face it, a fourth line player. I mean, third line, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's part of the problem,
0: too. And especially when you consider this. Hold on. Let me give you a list of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 teams in the NHL are over the salary cap. As we speak, yeah. you can be over by as much as 10% up until I think it's September 1st. And then, yeah. uh, and then it's, or even I think it might be September 14th or something like that before preseason games are played because after all the how the Islanders got Letty and Boychuk because of the, yeah. the Bruins and, uh, and the Chicago was over there. Oh, that's all right. Moving on to the I, next I, one. I'd rather give up on a player one. I, I've I've said this too often on this podcast. I'd rather give up on a player one year too late than one year too early when it's a capo caco. Now, but what I, happens, it, I the other way when it was Tony D'Angelo, I was like, give up on him now. Maximize what you can get because you're not getting that. But what happens? What
1: happens though, Mark? If again, if what happens if he has another? 30 point season. Um, what do you do? What do you do at that point? Now you're talking yet another year of that type of production, and you're left with someone who doesn't have that much value.
0: That hurts. Still looking at him. Still looking at him when he gets around 23, 24. That's just what I think. He's a cheap third liner, then. That's what he really is. Is he hyped? Oh, yeah. But let me throw another name out at you. i oh, let me throw two names out at you. One who was productive originally, one who a team traded for a uh, established uh, forward. I can't even say superstar because one guy I'm getting at is Todd Bertuzzi. The Islanders gave up on Todd Bertuzzi way too quick and kind of with good reason. I mean, he was all over the place as an Islander and then, and they trade him for Trevor Linden, who was definitely past his prime. Brian too
1: was in that deal.
0: Yeah. Brian McCabe was in that deal too. So that was they, they traded the captain. Yeah, they traded the captain in that trade, and um, the other one is uh, for Ranger fans, Alexei Kovalev. The uh, Alexei Kovalev they gave up on him to send him to Pittsburgh in the deal that brought back Peter Nedved, and uh, then Kovalev explodes, and then it's why did we ever trade this guy? It was what fans were saying. Then the Rangers trade for him back, and he's he didn't exactly explode. I mean, there there was way too much uh talent going around all over the place and then and then he goes to montreal finishes up his career arguably a hall of famer i think he's borderline yeah. and that that's the thing i, I don't want to i'd rather be left with we tried we failed it didn't work and then some players go off and find their own niche and then that's it look no further than Valerian nichushkin he just the, the colorado thought he was undis- indispensable I almost said undispensable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stars um, are looking at him now going, "Oh, uh, w- why couldn't we have that guy?" Yeah. Moving
1: on to some of these others. Um so this so last speaking, year Speaking by the way, speaking about contracts, the Islanders can move Anthony. Yeah, well, not anymore. No, because there's no more there's literally no capable backup goalies left on the market. Now, you you, you can't really trade Varlamov now at this point unless you want unless you want Tyler Wall or Andrew Hammond being your backup, because that's who's basically left out there. Um, mm. Braden Holtby's still technically UFA, but it was reported his career is over. So um, so this is the first year where Ilya is the 100% no-doubt-about-it starter. Going into last season, Varlamov got hurt and missed the first eight games, but going into last season, Varlamov was still expected to kind of be the, the platoon guy, 1A, 1B. This is the first year that Sorokin is the established starter. So um, my guess is that Sorokin maybe Sorokin plays fifty-five games or so and Varlamov gets the rest. I think Lane Lambert, Barry Trotz was a more veteran guy. I don't I think Lane Lambert will probably rely on Ilya more than more than Trotz wanted to last season last season, but I, I would still expect Varley to get maybe 30, 35 games.
0: By the way, just to mention this, there's another eight teams with $2 million or less on the salary cap. But I think it's still going to be like a 60-40 split. I think Verlamov does need the games uh, to, to keep himself sharp. But I think that's that's going to be there. Lauren, how are you doing today? So this was an older one. Um, I, I love I love this one, yeah, actually. I, I don't, I'm glad
1: you started. I don't see – I don't – Nashville has Saros, but – Trading Askarov would be a I think it would be a mistake. I mean the Devils would probably jump out the chance because there's their potential franchise goalie. Um, however but, you but, just said
0: the other name, Saros. Yes. I don't yes. but
1: I still don't see Nashville moving Askarov even though Saros is there. I, I don't and but I agree would, with you on that. I mean that would fall right in the devil's lap, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. That's the way you capitalize on teams that they have two good goalies. Yeah. Shaw Panthers aren't going this to This one in the was playoffs. interesting when we were wow. doing
1: the bar talk. That was
0: bold. That was bold. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't know. I mean, it's... Panthers still a good hockey team.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at the, in the Atlantic here. Division. In the Atlantic Division. All of us are in you, agreement that you know the, the Lightning rest are there. team is the Boston Bruins. The Lightning are there there.
1: The Lightning are there. The Leafs are there mm-hmm. for sure. So, yes. That third team, I, I mean, the Panthers are definitely better than the Bruins, even though they're definitely better than the Sabers. Let's just let's just call that. They're better than Montreal. Ottawa's very much improved, but sorry, the Panthers are still the better. Are still the are the top three in that division. I see. I see. There's no way they missed the playoffs barring a Barkov significant injury. I mean, I do. I think they're they're still too good of a hockey team.
0: And I'm gonna bring up something in a second. By the way, right now we're at 42. Actually, I forgot to like the video myself. We're at 43 likes on YouTube. We need seven more for our goal today. Today, everybody. Um, speaking of which, let's end that Nazem Kadri poll. 62 percent people think the Islanders are better with Nazem mm-hmm. Kadri. Uh, I'm gonna go one step better, Anthony, and I'm gonna bring up Paul Maurice's coaching record because. If I am correct, well, by the way, he's almost 100 games over 500. We're NHL 500. Uh, but his coaching record, he, his team generally makes the playoffs all the time. There you go. Yep. Ronald is saying, do you believe the Tampa Bay Lightning will be going back to the Stanley Cup Finals? Yes or no? Anthony, I'll let you start that one.
1: For fourth year in a row? No, I don't. I know I said that last year. I didn't think they would do it, you know, be back in the finals, but they were, I I don't see it this year. I just, it's too hard. I don't see it happening.
0: And I'm going to go with no, Uh, definitely not. It's, it's going to be too hard. I don't know where they get to improve their team in at the trade deadline. If they want to go for it. Uh, it, The funny part is we're going to do our year in review show eventually and Phil said at the beginning of last year, either they're going to have to trade for a defenseman or they're going to pick up two forwards at the trade deadline that might propel them into the Stanley Cup Finals. That's why you watch us, guys, because we know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but by the way, Paul Maurice, generally speaking, yeah. always makes the playoffs. He's uh, He missed once with the Carolina Hurricanes and then another two more times after the Stanley Cup Finals. He didn't make with Toronto. Okay. So that, but that was during the Toronto, like pseudo, they were falling down phase. That was post lockout. Then after that, it was back with the hurricanes. He had the team that he inherited from, uh, Laviolette. And then they weren't any good for another couple of years. He goes back to Winnipeg. Doesn't make the playoffs. His first season swept his second season. Out for the next two seasons because they were still pretty young. And then 17 games in 2018. First round exit in 2019. Uh the bubble, however they want to say it, they were out in they were out in uh four games, and then another two rounds with the Jets in 2020. So yeah, I guess that was that basically covers that. Because if Paul, Paul Maurice gets his teams <laughs> into in the playoffs, that's it. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I I, I think that in relation to Tampa Bay, though, um, I I think that they. If you look at them this year, they lost they lost Andre Pilat, They brought back Nemesnikov. uh, They lost Jan Ruda, but added Ian Cole. Um, I think they are. I think they're a similar team right now.
0: I don't think they're much improved. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know how Ottawa exactly jumps into that. I don't know how buff, I mean, the only, the only spot up for grabs, really, you know, I think in the Atlantic is, and again, it's wild card, because you have to say it like that, is uh, is Boston. And then, unless something catastrophic happens with Toronto, because we know they're going to score enough goals to make the playoffs. That's what we know. Are they going to keep the puck out of the net to win in the playoffs? Stay tuned on that one. Maybe Mark, Ilya Samsonov will leave another yeah. drop pass behind the net for Riley Smith. I'm starting. I'm starting to get almost almost caught up, but I came across
1: this one, uh, and I know it frustrates you so much because you know you you want the Lou just keep stifling you. So I figured I'd bring you up, let let you speak on that a little bit more.
0: <laughs> also, at what point of Lou being silent uh, this long? Basically, all the teams in the NHL know he has a deal with Cadre. There's literally no leverage anymore for salary dump because they all know. Yeah. There's also no leverage for a, an RFA contract because they can go 10% over yes. and then dump the salary. There's a reason why Tampa Bay is basically signed everybody to the for the rest of their lives right now. I, I mean, Julian law is like the opposite. I got to well, highlight this one, Anthony, of a question for me. How do I feel about Justin Huberto playing in the country of Justin Trudeau? <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, uh, John, I, I, there's going to be a, a, a Justin Huberdeau shirt eventually that I know I'm going to get on there. But that I know I know that's what it clicked in my head. I was trying to say Jonathan Huberdeau, and I said, Justin. Oh,
1: dear God. I'll never live that one down. Um, Gun2XS, who's left for free agents. Um, Nick, uh, Nick L. Berger actually tweeted earlier that uh, with Cadre's with contract, assuming being in the draw on Long Island, he listed the best free agents available. It was basically – Evan Rodriguez, um, well, honestly, honestly, Mark is a nice, is a nice little third line center option for a team out there. Mm-hmm. awesome cap space. Probably he's still out there. Rodriguez, Sonny Milano, um, PK Subban was on there. Uh, trying to figure out who else he listed on there, but those are just some of the, the. Really, the top one is Evan Rodriguez. Evan Rodriguez is pretty much the best free agent available right now out there.
0: State of survival. Welcome to the show. This is the first time I'm seeing you. If the Islanders sign cadre, then someone is traded for a winger Nelson plus Mayfield plus for Jason Robertson. I would no, I, Dallas, guess, I guess the four is uh oh no, that is that Mayfield Nelson, and then there's something else in there. That's Dallas, what trying to say with
1: Dallas is, is basically building around Robertson now with Ben and Sagan's game going downhill he's their he's their best player in my opinion he's not going anywhere he's an rfa but he's not going anywhere
0: and, and my answer on that would my answer on that would be uh no <laughs> it's just yeah. just that simple if you called me up and asked me for jason robertson it's just no what about this mark would you do david licks would wave is no nmc for detroit i think he'd wave it for boston i think that would be about it uh if it the full nmc uh he's got that until 2024 and then it's a 16 team no trade list. Yeah. And look for the Rangers in 2024 to move him then. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: I don't really see him going anywhere anytime soon.
0: No, not for two years, at least. No. And uh, and even Steven broke that down. By the way, Steven saying it's Atu Ratu. So uh, because that's just how I see that. Tom, by the way, this is my first time seeing you. Welcome to the show. The metro is a hard prediction, Atlantic is too tough but i think the moves after uh i think the moves made this off season metro will be even more difficult you know what I- i'm inclined to say yes but here's here's the the questions i really still have did carolina get better did, uh, the rangers i think the rangers slightly improved because i think Trocek's an improvement over over strom and we'll see how the lines shake out i still think don't play trocheck with Benarin. um I think it would be better with, with a Kako unit. That's just what I think. Um, so, so I think that opens up the spot for, say, the Islanders to get in. Is Pittsburgh too old? We know Tristan Jari going to get injured. He always does every single year, and he's going to miss some time. Does that, does that help or hurt them? Uh, Pittsburgh, I talked about the Islanders before, Anthony. Pittsburgh, I'm going to look up their age in a second. Their average age has to be somewhere like 32. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in love with their team. Obviously, we all
1: know they kept the tie and they kept Malkin. Obviously, Crosby's still there. Um, you know, they they re-signed Denton, and Heinen. Uh, Jeff Carter's there, but he's old. Um, I don't know, Pittsburgh. I'm not, know. I'm not really sold on on Pittsburgh. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really. I mean, Casper Capitan's e. back. I, I, but I don't know. I. I it's again for me. It's either them or Washington that would fall out. That's that's. I know we've been, again said it. We've been predicting that, but for me, those are the two easy choices
0: in the Metro who would fall out. So, by the way, six guys of their forwards are going to be thirty years old by the time that starts. Now, the only uh, the only one else I'll put an asterisk next to that for Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby yeah. might be thirty-four. He plays like he's twenty-eight. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah. so, I agree.
0: Um, but let's go to their defense yikes uh jeff petrie 34 years old crystal Tang, 35 years old brian Dumoulin, 30 years old uh marcus Peterson is 26 there's a win but then it's 32 for jan ruda and then 32 for chad ruidel and then 22 for ty smith and i mean uh
2: this, yeah. this is getting
0: frustrating just as i'm trying to read this <laughs> i mean they're they're, t- they're too old they're they're just too old. It's that simple. Can they can they put up a fight? Sure. And and people that want to say, oh, uh, they they lost. They they would have made the Stan- – I love this one. I saw this comment on Twitter one time. we really should be talking about Sidney Crosby going up against uh, the latest dynasty as he goes for yet you another know, Stanley Cup. Instead, you Jacob Trouba cheap shot him. Yeah, <laughs> Pittsburgh had two separate two nothing leads in closeout games. Yeah. They have no one to blame but themselves.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you're right. You're 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 right. They um, they blew it. They they simply blew it. That's all that could be said.
0: They I mean, it. it's it it's one of those moments where uh, okay, yes, you got a point. You lost Crosby for the rest of Game Five. The Rangers came back and ended up uh, winning that game. Which, by the way, the Rangers came back, took the lead, coughed up the lead, fourteen seconds later, and then. They ended up winning the game in the third period. Okay, great. And they did that basically with a, 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 a player sitting on the bench the entire time in Patrick Nemeth, which was the most productive thing he's ever done for the New York Rangers. So I'm on a bit of a rant, so I'm just going to keep on going. <laughs> they, then they embarrassed the Rangers in the first period of game six. The Rangers come back, tie the game within about a minute and a half. And then I think even less than that. I think it was a minute, maybe even 45 seconds. And then... Uh, th- there's that horrible goal that goes, goes off of Domingue's shoulder, goes up in the air. And then, in. although I think there was a partial screen from the Spanish ad, something that, that might've taken his eye off the puck for a second. And then they had the lead in the third period and don't give me the, the stick was chopped out of blah, blah, blah's hands. no, it's it, no, the, they, the, <laughs> the penguins since winning the Stanley cup have not won a playoff series. They might make the playoffs. They're not going anywhere.
1: No, I agree. Well, Mark, you need it.
0: You need a, you need a cigarette and a drink. Uh, I think I might. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I do have a second Red Bull ready to go okay. as well. I I
1: said it before. If if you're gonna try to trade for Timo Maia, you got to put Barzell on the table. I mean, I that's
0: That's, yeah. that's my that's my opinion. Um, Which, as we as we just have said, and by the way, uh, I think San Jose would jump at that. I think. Because, yeah, I mean, they might. Barzell's the center. I mean, who? Yeah, I mean, right that now, would move. Right now, they did you know, or uh, uh, hurdle to wing, and there you go. Yeah, was um, one of the best skaters in the NHL. Why wouldn't you take? Why wouldn't you do that? No, yeah. What about this? Uh,
1: would you trade Panarin, Heedle, Miller, Garland, at a first
2: for who?
0: What w- would I trade? Oh, for, oh, that's it. Sorry. (laughs) No, I saw Miller and I'm thinking Keandre Miller. I'm like, okay, here's my take on JT Miller. I've seen that movie before. I didn't like it. That's it. I love Connor Garland. I think Connor Garland's a hell of a player. I think JT Miller had a career year and we'll never replicate that again. I would love it. No. He might do it in Vancouver. He's not doing it for the Rangers. Absolutely not. Again, by the way, let me go back to that for one. Oh, is that that done? Chris T always giving us uh, the breaking news. I think he might have just been talking when we were talking about
1: Mott. I think he might have just been. I mean, I haven't I haven't been on Twitter unless unless I mean, I'll check real quick. But I think that was just him saying a team he can go to.
0: Okay, but Anthony, that I think that's actually a very good point with that one. Mott to Dallas. That's a great addition for them. And it would be a perfect player for Pete DeBoer to run into the ground. So Yeah. I think here's the other thing. I started saying it before. The hard part about Tyler Mott is there's going to be guys coming through the Ranger system that could take his place. Will Cooley can end up doing that. I keep on going back to Will Cooley because he is a player I would really like to see. Last year at this time, it was Nils Lundquist. I saw it and then went, I'm not convinced where the Nils Lundquist's uh, career is going to be as a New York Ranger. That's why when people talk about who's going to be the sixth defenseman, my the the guy that I say the Rangers put in there is Matthew Robertson. You you want to get a guy on the ELC? Fine, that's where it is. I know a lot of people are high on Zach Jones. I I just don't see it. And again, if they want to develop this guy to be a big time player, you're going to have to play him top line minutes. The only place to do that is in Hartford.
1: My so. the problem the problem with Mott to Dallas is that Mot Dallas has ten million dollars in cap space, but they have to re-sign Jason Robertson, who I think at this point is probably going to get around. You know, eight, six, I don't know about eight. Yeah, maybe $7 million or so. And then you have Ottinger, who's an RFA too. So, I mean, I don't yeah. really see how they would have room for, for Tyler Mott. Chris says they trade might Reeves and another- sign yeah. Mott. Yeah, I guess hypothetically you could move out Reeves. Um, I don't know if a team's going to take Reeves. Maybe, maybe not. That's another move. Detroit does have a lot of cap space.
0: Jalen, how are you doing today? Uh, so I'm on mock to the Red Wings. That's a good one, AZ. That would mm-hmm. be another one right there. Again, guys, guys like that for the bottom six really improve a team. So you're right, and, and again, and again, that's why when you talk about it, the, the hockey as far as like, see, I, I think the ultimate team sport is football. Because you got to move in, in unison, you got to everybody's got their roles in, in one play. I think right after that's hockey, even more so than baseball and everything, and and um, basketball. can just be driven by one player. It can just take over a game. But that's where the bottom six comes in. People want to say, "Oh, he's going to fill a bottom six role." That's a good thing. That's not that's not a little thing. You, you need look no further than the Islanders. Their third line and their fourth line. They I always heard for, for years the Islanders had the best fourth line in hockey. I argued no, it's their third line, because they play it more than their third line. Yeah. But but again, yeah. it's it's just how it is.
1: Um, AZ says uh I understand a player like Troy Terry. Um, all right, so yeah, I mean the thing is, but what team couldn't use a player like Troy Terry? Um, <laughs> I mean, as far as the mobile d demon, is it Noah Dobson developing to that? I mean, the guy had 50 points last season, and he's he's very young. Um, so I think I think Noah Dobson is that guy for them. Uh, they added Romanov, who isn't doesn't really play the same style as Nick Letty, but he does skate really well and can move the puck. So I think they also got a good a good get Romanov in that manner. Um, yeah, in a perfect world, would they like to add like a Chickering too? But at this point, that's not possible. So
0: can I um. I don't think it's a fair comparison because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Because the guy that I'm thinking about with Romanoff, the way he uses uh, that, way he's a physical defenseman, I'm you correct me if I'm wrong, I'm probably going to be wrong in a second, but I'm thinking Travis Hammondick right now in his early days with the New York Islanders. Yes, guy that was very physical and he, he wasn't afraid to, to mix it up with the top players. Think about like Darius Kasparaitis. Darius Kasparaitis managed to get under the skin of Mark Messier in 1993. <laughs> think about how hard that was to do. And then he did it with Mario Lemieux and Yammer Yager. So, and it's, there, there was, the, you need those guys that are going to make it so forwards dread going into the zone. And that's yeah. where I think some of those guys, because uh, anything Ranger fans could also say is Jacob Trouba did that for them. So yeah. that helps. Uh, what's us uh, keep he kind Um, Ra- Zach, Aston Reese,
1: uh, Kevin Weeks actually pointed out, I think it was earlier last week that, um, Aston Reese has reportedly been skating in the, de- uh, in the devil's like practice facility. Um, so he, nothing was, nothing was definite there, but he is one of those things to keep an eye on. So, um, couldn't mean nothing. He's just from. You know, he's just from that area and is skating there, but that's what he had
0: reported. So we'll mm-hmm. see if he actually ends up there. And there's, speaking about which, and Mario brought these up, uh, Buffalo and Minnesota could also be good teams for Tyler Mott. Uh, and again, by the way, as Steven mentioned, that uh, the Sedin twins didn't hit uh, 50 points until they were 25. And, and James, James Van Riemsdyk was 24 and still a center. You moved him yeah. to the wing. He became an elite level uh, is,
1: goal scorer. This is an interesting one. Um, Friedman thinks Kessel signs a one year deal in Edmonton. Um, Kessel isn't the same guy he was, but he could still shoot the hell out of the puck. So you know, you put him with with Connor McDavid and Kessel's release and shot. That could be something that could
0: benefit the Oilers. I, I, I would. You know what? Where Phil Kessel goes? Talk about a guy that's playing with house money for the rest of his career. He had a hefty contract. He's sort of the most one of the more aloof guys in the NHL uh, that he's gonna set the career uh, the career consecutive games mark that I was actually at the game when uh, when uh, Keith Yandel broke it for at UBS arena. and then, I mean, Castle could go literally wherever he wants. he could just mm-hmm. wait midway through the season and just go pick it out. So, see where. Marzell for Patty Kane. Uh, in no, in no nope. way,
1: shape, or form am I trading Barzell for. I mean, listen, I love Patty Kane. He's still an elite player. But how old? Thirty three or thirty four? I'm not. He's thirty four. I'm, tra- I'm not trading Barzell for a thirty four year old, even if you are Patrick Kane. Um, and also, too, Chicago. Chicago intends to get Connor Bedard. They are full on in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, so trading Barzell for Patty Kane just still makes them a pretty competitive team. Um, if Patty Kane goes, he's going to go for a salary dump because the team acquiring is going they're going to need to give salary going back to Chicago. Um, and then you know just some younger picks and and prospects. I I don't think they're going to get a Upper echelon forward in return. I think it's more so going to be younger prospects, draft picks, if Patty Kane is traded. Which, at this point in time, I think, I think Patty Kane is going to remain the, on the Blackhawks till the deadline. Um, at this point in the year, it's already August. I, I don't see Kane being moved. Um, Mark, I know in the maybe in the last four or five years, the only big trade I could really think of that happened you know this late in the offseason or even in September before camp was Eric Carlson was traded i think on like uh media day like the first day of camp before they hit yeah see the he was traded that day um and max Patrick already was traded right before camp started in september but i, I don't see patrick kane being traded at this point um by the way I, everybody
0: I, remember when remember when eric carlson uh san jose fleeced eric carlson for oh them my, yeah
1: yeah, retrospect, right? Um, but as far as Kane goes, I can tell you guys that I, I you know, from from a source, um, if Patrick Kane were to be traded, um, the Islanders and Rangers are teams he wouldn't accept. He would accept the trade to. Um, he would also waive for Colorado um, and a couple other places. But I can say with 100 percent certainty,
0: he would waive his NMC to come to either the Rangers or the Island. Anthony, I do have some breaking news for us. Andrew Mangiapani yes. signs It's 5. unconfirmed. Million. Yeah, three-year deal at five point eight. Yep. So, um,
1: Mark, in in relation to in relation to Patrick Kane, um, what what are your what are your thoughts or what are your thoughts or predictions for Patrick Kane for the for this year?
0: My prediction is he is going nowhere. They're going to revisit that at the trade deadline. His list of teams he would probably accept a trade to will expand from there. And what you're going to be looking at is you're going to have to look at at least a top prospect, a first round pick, and at least we're talking about that and an NHL ready player already. That's pretty young. Like you said before, Chicago is going to be going for Connor Bedard. Uh, last week, when I was alone, I threw out that Connor Bedard is going to be a Philadelphia Flyer, because they're gunning for Connor Bedard. They don't even know it yet, so that's that's one thing I, when it comes to the Flyers. I don't, um, I don't
1: see, I don't know. Maybe I think the Flyers could potentially be a bad team, and I think I, 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 just don't, I just don't see, I just don't see anybody being worse in Chicago right now. I mean, their goalies are what Peter Morazic and. Um, Honestly, sadly, as much I don't even I can't even tell you who their back their backup is because and was a free agent sign with Nashville. Colin Delia was a free agent, but I don't think they I don't I think he's still out. I don't so I don't I can't even tell you who their second goalie is right now. I'm they're that bad. I, I don't I don't see. Um, I, I I don't know. I just don't I don't see them being. I see them being the worst team. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but they're going they're going full steady full steam ahead for Connor Bedard. And my prediction mark is. I agree. I don't think he's going anywhere to the trade deadline. But I will. I think if, and it's assumed, because you can assume this, the Rangers are likely going to be a good team again in the playoffs. Um, and I, I think the Islanders are going to be much improved, especially with Kadri. My hot take or bold prediction is that Patrick Kane will either be an Islander or a Ranger come the trade deadline.
0: That's, that's If, that's if Patrick opinion. Kane is a New York Ranger, that it means – that the New York Rangers have gotten absolutely nothing out of Kako or Frenier. Well, that's my, what that means. To I, me.
1: I say that because Chicago likely is not going to want to trade. They're they're basically their their best player that's come through for them in numerous years, future Hall of Famer. Um, they're not going to trade him to another team in the West. I mean, that's that's my that's my opinion. Um, would he like I said? Would he weigh for Colorado? Yeah, I think he would waive for Colorado. But if you also would waive for teams out East, why would they trade him to Colorado? So my guess is they're going to keep him East. And when you talk about the Eastern Conference, Patrick Kane isn't waving to go play in Canada. He's an American kid at, you know, 34 years old. He has a family now. He ain't going to live up there. Um, So when you look at other teams in the East that he would waive for, um, honestly, Rangers, Islanders, um, he's certainly not the Flyers at this point, and the Flyers – the Flyers level right now and how many years they're away are. I mean Full Boston no move clause. Boston's a nice city. Maybe Boston, but um again, uh I think it's gonna come down to the Islanders and Rangers with the caveat that both teams are good come the deadline. That's that's my guess.
0: Uh I have to say that a, a team's gonna emerge and you know we haven't mentioned the Florida Panthers yet. I have no idea what they have left. To possibly give to get Patrick Kane, but if they're in a win now mode, that's how it gets to well, to that. And I mean,
1: I'll address Stephen. Stephen made a comment on Kane here, but um, yeah, he'll probably wait for South Florida too. But the Panthers have already traded their first round pick. I mean, they, they've their 2025 first round pick is now gone too, correct? Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't. I don't see how, and, and I believe there's their second round pick in 2024.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't see how they make that, how they make that work. Um, before I get to Steven's question real quick, Romanov is mobile. Yes. He moves the puck. He could skate really well. And he hits
0: like a freight train. Um, if you guys want to know what, what a better representation of the Romano deal. Cause if you look at the, the reaction video we did when it happened, I was stunned. I was ex- I was excited for the Islander fans, but th- I gotta say, Anthony, you listening to the Montreal chatter on this? There's not a lot of people that like that trade. No, no, they hate it. They absolutely hate it. And, I'm, and I love that because I think he's gonna.
1: Again, he's he's only 22 years old. I think he has all the makings to develop into a Sergeyev type player. I, I I do. So yeah. But back to this. Steven's right. A lot of teams can't afford Kane. But you got you got to remember. He only has one year left on his deal. So for the Blackhawks, if you trade him at the deadline, at that point, year is almost over. They have, they'll have they probably have no issue retaining 50% of his salary. So if the Blackhawks retain 50% of his salary come the trade deadline in March, I mean, that really puts pretty much every team on the, on the table to be able to afford Patrick Kane. So, yeah, he's right. A lot of teams right now cannot afford Patrick Kane in, in the sense of it. But if Chicago retains fifty percent, um, that changes everything. And like you said, I said, I really think they will do that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's the I think that's the reality situation with Kane right now. Um, Anthony, oh, sorry, he might wait. he might be right going forward, like to re-sign him for the following year. Yeah, there are teams that are gonna are not gonna be able to pay him. You know, I don't think he'll get ten million dollars a year again. But there are, I don't think there are going to be teams that can't afford to give him. You know, eight. Million dollars a year. He's right on that, though. He
0: is one hundred percent right. And by the way, one team that can't do it—the New York Rangers. Uh, again, going forward, uh, yes. again. And by the and by the way, Ranger fans, let me just also say this because this has been my argument the entire time when I'm discussing this as a bartender. And by the way, Anthony, I possibly have—I uh I got two good comments that I got uh, starred right now. But a lot of people have come up to me and said, "Come on, I mean, go get Patrick Kane. After all, Panarin was really good with Patrick Kane." Where do you think Artemi Panarin was better, with Patrick Kane or without? Wait, say it again. I'll wait. Where do you think Where do you think Kane was better with or without? Sorry, not Kane. Kane won a scoring title with with Panarin. Where's Panarin better with Kane or without? What do you with. think? But with, with, but yeah, he had seventy one and seventy seven points with Patrick Kane in Chicago, including turning Artemi Isimov into a twenty goal scorer. Yes. Yeah. Since then, he has not been below 83, I think it was, with uh, with Columbus. So Patrick Kane is better without – sorry, Pat, I keep going to Patrick Kane. Artemis yeah, Panarin is better without Patrick Kane, and Patrick Kane is still good. Like, the, the Rangers don't need Patrick Kane. What they need to do is try to give time to Alexei Lafreniere. You have a number one fucking overall pick, overall pick <laughs> and you're not going to use him? The only reason why I'm containing my voice a little bit and not screaming a little bit louder is because I know I have a two and a half year old taking a nap. Well, so well, listen, just... listen,
1: I know. So if the Rangers were to trade for Kane with with 50 of the deadline, they can't afford him. You're right. Going forward next season, they really really wouldn't be able to. But if the Rangers, but if the Rangers felt that Kane and you know Dolan, um, if he feels that the Rangers can win a cup with Kane, I think he would be fine with Kane being a rental
0: and then just leaving going somewhere else. But here's, uh, I'm going to borrow this for a headline in case if it would be, uh, maybe I'll write an article with this headline. Kane, not able for the Rangers. So anyway, and then that one, that headline needs some work, but you know what I'm trying to get at with that. Anthony (laughs) AZ said Nashville made some sick moves this off season. They're getting no attention to the positives that they made. Um, I got to agree with that. I think Ryan McDonough going on there and being, he might be a third pairing defenseman. And when that happened, I think I said to you, uh, he's going to, I think Roman Yoshi's going to have an even better year because Ryan McDonough is yeah. now on that team. I mean, they, You're they not they, put him most, up against the top
1: line. Most importantly, they kept their best player in Philip Forsberg. They got McDonough. They signed Nito Nita Rider. So, yeah, they're, they're a good team for sure. For sure.
0: And, and Anthony, this, this is a comment for me. And this is like one of the best comments to today. Does Ottawa win a playoff series before Toronto? <laughs> um, I want to say yes, but realistically, probably not. But uh, uh, no, I mean, uh, as much as I, 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 have some fun with the Leafs on that. I even wrote that uh, the the Leafs gotta win a playoff round eventually. But again, I still think it comes down to goaltending. I think Giordano was a great pickup for them and a great fit for them. I just, and I think that helps a lot, but is he falling off the cliff? I think he's 38 years old right now. Hey everybody. We're up to 50 likes on this stream. Thank you all very much. Especially those of you that are joining us for this, uh, our Q and a session is after our show. So again, thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, I'm just going to actually check the Giordano um, age. I think it's 38 and yep. 38 and again if Philk was here but unfortunately work gets in the way everybody that we'd love to have the 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 together but it's uh just it's 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 difficult and after 38 everybody kind of drops off makes you kind of scared being 44 uh geez that's the case my prime is already gone yikes uh, but as Stephen brought up, yeah, the Leaves drafted two players this summer that weren't even born yet the last time they won a playoff series. Oh, that's, that's just so rough. And like, I just, I want to see Steve Dangle's video when they finally win a playoff series. I mean, that, that poor guy, I feel for him so bad. It's just, uh, uh, who was the guy that was the... Oh, Cooper. Yeah. As long as Cooper's in Tampa, never count them out. Absolutely. Cooper's Cooper's possibly the most underrated coach in the league. Tampa's $7 million over the cap. How are they going to solve that? And the other, that's what he's asking. You know, you could put Sorelli on IR, but again, they're $7 million over the cap. They might have to dump somebody. And I do know this. I do know if you open up some salary cap space and then... Uh, it, you could finagle it while the season's going on, but no, that's that's not necessarily uh, the right case yet. Uh, we're not going to be going too much longer. I'm waiting to see how much longer Anthony's gotten them. This has been a great show, guys. I mean, we always have great shows, but you know, that's we're the only streaming show that I know of that streams and actually still takes everybody's questions at, in live time. I don't know. There are a couple of good channels that do that. I know uh O Nyquist does uh he does a Q&A period, but he's he's selecting all of those, keeps it down. We like to we like to hang out with you all day. I'm trying to make more of these so that way we could just uh at least have some 15-minute videos that you can watch, especially while you're taking a dump. So I think the Leafs this year, oh, Dave is saying, I think this is the year where the Leafs went around. I think they get the number one seed. I just don't know about their goaltending. I really don't. But then again, you don't need great goaltending in order to to be number one overall. And that Metro is going to stop any team from being the number one seed, I think. And if you can tell me who wins the Metro right now, I mean, I have it down to Rangers, Carolina and I got right now the rangers with the edge. All right, we got Anthony back. Uh Anthony, you want to go another 15 minutes? Yeah, 15 minutes is fine. it 3:30? All right. Yeah. Uh Anthony, right now, who do you think I who do you think wins the Metropolitan Division? Um
1: God, it's tough. Uh I would say either the Rangers the, the Hurricanes or
0: Maybe the New York Islanders, one
1: of those three teams.
0: Mm-hmm. I do see, see, I have to still look over and say goaltending does play a factor. Yeah. Because when your team isn't is is struggling in any way, does can the goaltending save it? Igor Sasurkin, that's the reason why he was an MVP finalist. And Ilyas Rockett's got that ability. Carolina is such a good just defensive structure that it doesn't matter who's in net. And I really do believe yeah. that. Like that the The Russian kid uh, that they brought up last year. Oh yeah, Kutcher – Forget Kavolchak. Forget the name. What? Yeah, the one that succeeded Sterkin in in SKA. I mean, that kid played well at times. Yeah, he no, he really did. Um,
1: Kachikov. I think of pronouncing that. Kachekov. 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 Yeah. But when you, when you look at Carolina, uh, they lost they lost Nina Nuterreiter and they lost um, Vinny Trochek. And they brought in Brent Burns, uh, Andre Kasha, uh, Max Pacioretty. Are they a better team, Mark?
0: Speaking about guys that never count out, Max Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty's quietly put together a really impressive career. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't. I I hate saying it like that. That I don't know. I I do think. Like, does Seth Jarvis become their third line center? He's is it good. KK? Is it Seth Jarvis? Uh, is good. I'm sorry, I said third line center, second line center. I meant to say. Depending where you have him or Tro- uh, Trocheck or. Or a stall was the second line center. I would say Trochek was the second line center, but I'm sorry to say this, but the team I'm counting out and is the Pittsburgh Penguins, as D. Ealy is saying, Malkin will miss time as well. But they're all going to get injured, and then and then it's just going to it's it's going to be difficult. You know what? I don't see the defense being there for Columbus for them to challenge for the division. Okay. I, actually, I like the Islanders lineup. I really do. The Devils aren't yeah, with, there yet. The Devils are got to improve on coaching.
1: Yeah. And the main. so. For, for me, Kadri um, in the lineup changes a lot of things. Uh, so, and Romanov, I think there's, I think there's most certainly going to be a playoff team again. Um, especially being the fact that I think last year it was was an aberration. So, um, yeah. Well, and you know what, Mark? You know what's good for us hockey fans, right? I mean, you know what, you know what the month of August is, right? Or what the month of August means? Uh, no, what? It means it is the last month without NHL hockey until next July cuz there's hockey in June. Yes. One more month. I mean, September is still the preseason, but still technically you have training that, camp and then you have preseason you're still yeah. So, yeah. We're, we're close. We're, we're, we're at that point. We're at that point in the off season where in the next couple of weeks, guys from Europe are going to start filing back into their cities. You know, informal skates start happening. Um, and before you know it's beginning of September. So we're, we're, we're getting there.
0: Um, we're definitely getting there. By the way, Anthony, I'm I'm highlighted this comment from David: sequels are never better than the original. Yeah. <laughs> can you think of any sequels you would say that are better than the original? I can
1: tell you what's not. Anchorman Two. Anchorman was great. Anchorman Two. Yeah, Anchorman
0: was legendary compared to. While, 2. while
1: Anchorman Two was still funny, it was too far fetched. Anchorman was was obviously unrealistic in parts of it, but Anchorman Two was just over the top, over the top silly. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, the ones that come to mind, Terminator 2, Aliens, uh, I'll get away from James Cameron in a minute. Uh, Actually, have I got you a seen good the one. New Top Gun? I got a good one.
1: The Dark Knight Rises was better than Batman Begins.
0: All right, what about The Dark Knight, though? What? What about The Dark Knight? You said The Dark Knight Rises. That's oh, sorry. One.
1: Sorry, I meant that. Yeah, Batman Begins was the first one. Dark Knight was the second one. That's what I meant.
0: That's what yeah, I meant. Right. Cuz I would argue I'd player argue player that player. Liam Neeson in the first movie would be better than Tom yeah. Hardy in that movie but uh, I mean I could I could listen to Liam Neeson read The Phone Book. Yeah. We suck Yeah. Uh, hey, you I,
1: I got I got one for you. Not movies going back to hockey but um, I had a text to my, my good buddy who is an Islander fan. I said um, well, well, would you bet on what would you bet on first? Uh, a video or a picture of Nazim Kadri being leaked, wearing wearing Islander pants, skating somewhere in the off season, or the deal itself being announced.
0: I'd rather the deal being announced. Like, You're going to bet I just... on that?
1: No, I, I would absolutely bet on. We'll see a leaked picture or video of him skating in an in Islander colors before the before the deals actually is actually announced. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think Lou would even like, like make him wear a mask when he's on the ice or something. I don't know. You, you don't know if you remember. Like, Lou, I don't, let it go. Let it go. I, don't,
1: I don't know if you remember, but last year, last year, Zach Parise was seen wearing Islander trunks playing in the beauty league in Minnesota before his deal was actually announced by the Islanders. So that's why and, I, I do there.
0: remember that because you did an press conference as Zach Barise. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you're like, wait, wait, Oh, hold on. I yeah. can't. So I'm, can't I'm, telling that you, yet. I'm telling you
1: that um, I think that will happen first. And in all, in all seriousness though, that that's why, that's why Lou needs to actually announce this. Cause realistically, Cardi's event in what next couple of weeks, he's going to be flying into New York probably to, for like informal, you know, in formal skates and, you know, North, Northwell is open to the public. So, you know, it's bound to where someone's going to be in there and knows who he is, snaps a picture of it. And I'm yeah. saying, so it, it's, it's, he can only carry on the charade for so much longer, but
0: yeah. And it's again, it's just, just announced the damn deal. Lou, you're not fooling anybody right now and the only thing that is going to irritate me more is that and all this is all unconfirmed so forget on that by the way i just want to answer this question from uh, sj right here thank you by the way for loving the channel we'll, we'll we're always trying to improve every single week but i actually sammy blay is a real x factor for me i have no idea where he fits and imagine that for a line everybody every ranger fan forgets sammy blay is on this team and i think it's because they all believe he's going to get injured and be out for a long period of time the season ending injury was a bit of a freak incident last year so it's not just that i do think he's going to have something in there brian with a y hey welcome to the show and also just to let you know i know your pain since i'm mark with a c so uh you probably get that a lot where it's the the people putting in eyes for you islanders have wild as a d-man who skates Faster than Barzell and as in the system, yeah. But Bodie Wild's development has Anthony. I'm glad you're back for this. Bodie Wild, what is right now his prognosis with the New York Islanders?
1: Well, last year Lou banished him because he wasn't vaccinated. Um, last I heard, uh, that hasn't, that hasn't changed. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't see him his career. I said I really don't see him at a future with the Islanders. Um, that's that's my that's my update on that. Last I heard, it's everything is really, status quo.
0: It's really, this was an opinion or a policy. I don't think they should that that should have been implemented. I'm gonna get slightly political for a second, guys. We try to stay away from that. We're trying to talk hockey and everything else. But this is something where if if a guy's just not vaccinated, there's very few guys in the league. Those, I, I took the jab myself because I was going to my friend's wedding. I wanted to make sure I can go to it. But it shouldn't be mandated that you have to you have to take a vaccine in order to go somewhere unless it, it's still in its infancy. We still don't know what the side effects of it are. So just that's that's it on that. I think Bodie Wild should not have been there. And again, sorry, we try to stay away from politics. So my apologies to everybody else.
1: Yeah. that oh, more this guy tosses career way over. And, you and I, listen, I, I get I get what you're saying. But um I mean, I put this more on Lou. I mean, he should still be—he should have still been able to. I mean, you—you you didn't. And granted, Todd uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's established, so you know it's a little bit apples to oranges. You know, mm-hmm. apples to oranges here. But you—you you don't see Steve Yzerman throwing away Tyler Bertuzzi just because he wasn't um, vaccinated. Hell, the guy couldn't even play in Canada, but yet obviously Detroit still has him on the roster. So that's my personal opinion. I—I I, I think I think it's more on Lou for being that hard on him, making him have it. I, I don't really having an issue with what Bodie wild did i mean his body i know you said you don't want to get political but his body is choice right yeah. he didn't want to do it um yeah. you know that's that's you know that's that's for yeah. him um you know i'm listen i'm i'm vaccinated uh personally i didn't i didn't want to get it but um my wife wanted me to mo- mostly cuz you know she she wanted to travel and go places and she felt if i wasn't that would have you know that would have held us that held us back so I'm I'm on Bodie Wild's side here, even though I am vaccinated. But I don't blame anybody for one way or the other. I don't. I, it should I, definitely be a consultation
0: between you and your doctor first. Not not yeah. Not not a politician and not a league official. So yeah. and even if that takes away, see for the 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 Major League Baseball, it takes away games against Toronto Blue Jays, who right now look like they could be a team that can challenge for the uh, the ALCS at the end of all this, but. Yeah, it's just where it goes there. Um, Mike is saying uh, trade. I think he's saying trade Bellows and Bo and a first to get Kadri on the to get Cadre on the team. And then, uh, by the way, Mike, I think it's the first time I've seen you, so welcome to the show. And Ray signed Dobson. I think all this is done. I, th- I think Lou need, just needs to make one more one more trade to free up some more room, and then that's just about it.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, so, it's either going to be Bo or it's it's either going to be Bo or Bailey that goes.
0: Yeah, and I think he, I I think he's referring to to moving uh uh get opening up cast space. I think that's what it is because yeah. obviously Cadre is a free agent. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I just I just I just shunned at This one, Sean bringing up, came to the Penguins if they somehow have a stellar season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that would suck. That'd be, yeah, that would be another one. Then again, what are you going to do with Patrick Kane? Is he is he taking a Sidney Crosby spot? <laughs> no. No. Nope. Um, this is one of, the, by the way, one of the things, as Dominic is bringing it up, by the way, hey, Dominic, how's it going? Uh, a potential mark on the road thing, Anthony. I'd love it if we can end up going to a World Junior uh, game, but I know the next couple years they're going to be uh overseas. So we're we got three more minutes guys and then we're gonna wrap things up. Looking for some Anthony, let me let you pick the next comment to highlight. Um let's take a look here. <laughs> take a look to here, Mark. By the way, everybody smash that like button. We've met our goal of 50. Um of fifty likes for today so far, so that is a great thing. I got to actually make up a graphic to try to get those goals up there. Fifty-five of them so far today. Uh, a friend of mine suggested that for me, and it's worked out great for us. All right, Anthony, CJ is saying Lou is an ass clown. If you think uh, things in the NHL could be kept in uh, yep. a secret in today's world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it Sam? Was it what no, I almost said? Sam Rosen. Was it, was it Dan Rosen that said that Lou keeps? Uh, Or is it Arthur Stable that said Lou keeps is like more better secrets than the CIA? I mean very possible with all that. Yeah. Again, you know, he
1: he he thinks that he he thinks that this gives him a a competitive a competitive advantage. He does. That's that's the way I don't know if it does or not. Like I said, I wouldn't think it does, but who who really knows?
0: I don't know. I just I don't I don't see how there's a real advantage, but I I understand it. It's just hey if everything's done, everything's done. It's just that simple. By the way, we've got forty two forty-four of you guys still watching right now. If you haven't checked it out, I did a retrospective on Lisa on Ice, one of my favorite Simpson episodes this week, which it was where she was the um uh, she was the, the the hockey goalie. Still one of my favorites. Can Edmonton make the conference finals again, Anthony? Hey, Mark. Yeah. What? Can, can, can Edmonton make the conference finals again? Can Edmonton make the conference finals again? May yeah, I mean if if, if Jack Campbell
1: gives them solid goaltending, it's possible. I mean McDavid and Drysall yeah. put him on the back, right?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I think that's still a long way to go. But then again, you know, L.A. is going to take another another jump this year. Is are they going to be better? That could be another one. Uh, Patch already criticizing Mark. the Golden Knights over accountability. Yeah. How
1: about so? How about a quick uh off the uh off the cuff move here? Sponta- Spontane. spot okay. Close out. We do a um, we do
0: an honest press conference with Nazim Qadri. All right. You know what? I love it. Let's do an honest press conference with Nazim Kadri, and it will be. Let me get to that right there. And since since we're right here, guys, we're gonna go full out with this. We're gonna break out our honest press conference uh, opening. Let me uh, hide current comments and change that banner. All right, Anthony, here oh, we. Well. <laughs>
1: I'm going to make a graphic for you. I'm here. So. I'm just plugging I'm just plugging in before I uh
0: before I lose power here. <laughs> All right. All right. Everybody, welcome to an honest press conference. Connor, just can you give me your sense of kind of where where the group is at? Once again,
1: my teammates come up short.
0: Once again, everybody, welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Honest Press Conferences. We haven't done one of these in a while. And I love that we're, that Anthony's come up with the idea to do it right when we were trying to go off the air. So, uh, in our Honest Press Conferences, we say what the athletes really want to say. There is no media speak in anything. So, uh, you know what? We're going to do two of them today. I'll do, I'll do another one in a second. Uh, so, I'm going to seat it over to Mr. Anthony LaRocco, who is Nazem Qadri.
1: Um, so, Mark, I'm going to thank you for having me on the show here. I'm just going to do things a little differently here. Um, I'll let you ask a couple of questions to start this off. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't really have I don't really have much to say being, um, you know, I'm an unrestricted free agent. So so <laughs> if anyone
0: wants to ask any questions, I'll take some questions. All right, so let's go. Let's go to the gallery. Let's see. Does anybody have any questions for Nazem right now? And yeah, nice. An you... I could ask a question. So Nazem, uh, are, are you able to comment right now about your current contract?
1: Um, no, I mean the, the only thing I could say is uh, I don't know people have been wondering what, what my status is, but. Um, I've been I've been a New York Islander since I was playing in the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> now really uh, in, a, in, a, in all seriousness, uh, you know, I um you know, people wondering, uh I am I'm still unsigned where they're going back to the Avalanche. Uh but I I've known Lou Lamorello for for a very long time, and you know, I respect him a lot. So when he calls me up and he talks to me, um, I buy into his vision. I know a lot of people are frustrated with with the silence coming out of my camp um but all i could say is sometimes when you talk to big lou you just you get you get scared you're gonna end up in a sack in the east river so um (laughs) i just kind of oblige and say yes and i do what he asks me to so kind of go from there
0: so is is this supposed to be a a contract that is going to have multiple years and this is where you're probably going to finish up your career right now
1: um, I really, I really can't say, you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I, I okay it with Big Lou before I, before I divulge anything. Um, all I know is I think it's, I think it's funny, you know, people are wondering, you know, why is there so much silence around me and why no one's talking. But again, if, if you know who Big Lou is, you get, you get scared. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, you know, I value, I value my time here. I, I gotta, I can't, I can't cross the boss. You know, you, you've seen the Godfather, right?
0: Yeah, I know. I've seen it. You get, you get one of these, you get horse's head in your bed. So Nazem, is there a particular New York Islander you might be interested in playing with next year as being asked by Brian with a Y? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little excited to play with Brian
1: Trottier, to be honest with you. Um, uh what do you, I? I listen. I can't. I can't talk about who who I'm ready. To, who I'm excited <laughs> to play for because you remember, Mark. I'm, I'm supposed to be an unrestricted free agent right now. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's you know it's it's something that uh. I mean, hypothetically, hypothetically, I know Zach Parise said said a very similar thing when you guys had him on your show, your show last year. You know, if I was able yeah. to hypothetically play for the Islanders one day, I'd be really excited to play f- with Matt Barzell. But um, to be honest with you, you know, again, that, that we're just, we're just talking fantasy world here. Cause I don't know if I'm really, am a New York Islander yet. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but if, if I was an Islander, that's who I would like to play for. But I actually just got a knock on my door from UPS. I think, I think there might be a pair of hockey pants in that box with a, with some particular colors. I believe, I believe the New York Mets wear that color too. Um, wait, hold on one second. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh. Actually, I'm, I, I shouldn't really said that. The, the, I think the pants that are in that box are just a color that's in the Roy G Biv color scale. I, you know, I, I take it back by saying it's the same colors as, as the new york mets um so you could you could just disregard that statement
0: okay all right now we're gonna let you go on that thank you very much so uh but wait hold on a minute uh because we got somebody else that's showing up right now oh well, it's it's alexei lafreniere showing up right now hold on a second all right everybody i'm gonna make a quick opening statement and then uh i'm gonna see to some questions uh, cause I did a very well done media friendly, uh, interview with Arthur Staple of the athletic. Uh, you know what? I'm a team player. I'll play wherever. That's what I was saying. Yeah. It's total bullshit. Put me on the fucking first line. That's exactly where I belong. You know, this, you got me number one. Come on. My name is Alex a not Alex B. All right. So you gotta be. Putting me out there. Number one. That's where I should be. Top line. Yeah. Instead, we're going to put Frank Vitrano on the top line. What a great pickup. And the kid line. Who do you think was carrying that kid line? Phil yay Yeah, he had seven goals. Who was passing them the buck. It was me. Because you know what? Because I'm the number one guy in the Big Apple. I wasn't drafted number two. I was drafted number one. And you know what? That's what this is all about. The Big Apple attitude. So, they that's what they should do. Stop talking about has-beens like Patrick Kane or or other people like never is like Ryan Strom. Alex A Lafreniere, not Alex B. Like I said before, I'll take your pathetic questions right now. All right, I can't even find where I'm doing this.
1: So, Alex, uh, Alexis, um, that's some tough talk from a guy, uh, for frankly, for a first overall pick. Um, who hasn't really done much. I mean, you look at other first round picks who have produced more points um, than you over the last number of years. So what what do you say to the people that um, are disappointed with your production earlier in your career for where you were drafted?
0: You know, I, this is what I have to say about this. There was another number one overall pick that was about, I think, 25 years ago. Who came out was a little bit underwhelming in his first year, and then he wrote a book saying, "Just give me the damn ball." That was Keyshawn. I and he was that was before I was born, but it doesn't matter because you know what? Give me the damn puck. Did you see that goal I had against Detroit? There were times I was toying with guys. 18 goals in uneven strength. Maybe if I got some power play time, going all the way back to David Quinn, I would actually get to 20 goals but everybody wants to say oh oh you know we're gonna give ryan Strom some playing time because he's he's playing with uh banaren shut up now bye-bye ryan you know you sucked when you were here try hitting an open net i mean you can't hit an open net if you were on the goal line which by the way you didn't so alexis uh that that's a lot of uh it's
1: a lot of tough once again tough talk and it seems like kind of Dodged the question. It seems like you you, instead, you put a lot of blame on others. Um, You still didn't really uh, address. uh, uh, You haven't really produced that much for where you were drafted. Uh, It seems to me as though um, you're just a big excuse maker uh, and you're entitled and you can't really handle the big time of the NHL.
0: Oh no, I could definitely handle that. Trust me. I'll get, I'll get around to when, when I can handle that as soon as they start putting the faith on me. Look, Am I speaking through the vessel of a has-been actor who couldn't really cut it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just, look, I, I'm a media guy. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be a good teammate. You, you tell me to play fourth line minutes, I'll do that. Hell, I did that earlier in the year with, uh, with, with Turk. I'll, I'll play wherever Turk plays me. That's where the truth is. But In my heart, I know, I know I can be the man for this team. And I'm ready to step up as soon as you know what you want to call my number. Not 43, the different number that I am, and and I'm ready. I'm ready to step it up right now. So let's 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 do this. You know what, Ranger fans, just you know get your popcorn ready. That's all I have to say about that. It'll be me, uh, and 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 the other kids. All these I can already hear those old players and the arteries hardening. We're we're gonna be good. Don't worry. Quite quite frankly, I don't like
1: the cut of your jib. So I'm going to end this the way I've done some of the other guests I've had on this show. You suck.
0: Have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was us in our honest press conferences saying what the the players really want to say. I mean, we haven't done them in a while. I think we've actually haven't done one since uh, January. I think my last one was Mika Zibanejad going Super Saiyan. So that was all good. But, some of these some of these man. were
1: good. This made, this made me laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, the funny thing about it is truth is they have that good relationship. Um I think I think it was uh probably an easy decision for him. Um being that it's a New York at Mark New York market and he knows Lou. Um that that was that was good. The one about running running Igor was was funny because that, that's going to be a uh it's gonna be. It's gonna
0: you know make good good TV for the rivalry, because I wanted to ask that one. I just didn't know if you had an answer that that you were he, ready to go with. He's gonna but yeah. He's gonna he's gonna
1: spice things up a little bit there.
0: <laughs> oh well, Alexa it's still what's about manscaped is uh if you use the promo code B A H for Big Apple Hockey. Sorry, it's I got a point like this. And Mark Big Apple Hockey, you get twenty. You know what another Apple good one would have been.
1: But I wonder Actually, how Paul many, Lou? I wonder how many raises, how many razors Codry's is going to have to invest
0: in playing <laughs> for a team. <Louis laughs> one team. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of it. Uh, You know what? You got to be clean shaven for Lou. And you know what? When people say that they're like, Oh yeah, I, I think Lou's tired of the, oh, those things. I think that's, I think it's fine. I mean, there, hell, there were times where I was the last hockey road trip that I had, Oh no! I mean, I've played Montreal a lot of times, but I mean, I'm thinking about when I went to London for a tournament, and I even told the guys I was going with, I'm like, I'm I'm dressing like I used to dress when I was in juniors—button down, tie, dress shoes—and I'm going to represent myself every single time I go to the game. Sure, there were guys basically in the fucking shorts and sandals, but (laughs) you know, it's you you get those things. It's like that. So, all right. Well, Mark,
1: Uh, I guess in closing, um. I mean, in the event that that's it, that Cadres officially announced at some point, well, you know, we can hop on and do something. But I have a feeling, um, you know, clear clear your calendar for September 1st. Right. Uh, make sure, make yeah. sure you don't have much. You don't have much going on. Uh,
0: come, yeah, thanks. Come. Thanks, Lou. Thanks a lot. <laughs> or or worse. I'm going to be in uh, Kentucky at the at the end of August. That's probably when he will announce it. Like like just, like how, I'm on the bird trail.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. How much uh, how much would I have to pay you right now for you to for you to call up Lou right now live on the phone and ask him, did you sign Nazim Kadri?
0: It's a lot more. <laughs> it's, it's too much that you can even think about. I mean, your your story about that he shot you a look that you actually got a question to him in a scrum. <laughs> is now now get that in there going, oh my god, I can't believe you gave me Lou Amarillo's number. So I think I might have put it in my phone as a, uh, um, as as like do not call or anything, I th- or it may be still in as uh, Marty Saint Louis since you tricked me on that one. So, <laughs> all right, everybody that you subscribe today, thank you all very much. Uh, we are at twenty four twenty one as their subscriber list goes. We are growing as a podcast and as a, as as a future business because there's going to be more of these if, if when it goes up. We're doing this. You guys have been great and it's it's only going to get better we're going to have a year in review show we're going to have a thank you show where we're going to talk about some more topics we're going to have more guests on jacob slavin is going to be interviewed this weekend and uh, there's so much stuff i can't wait for so uh there's there's a lot that's coming up and a world juniors uh prospect list showcase so guys thank you very much Art. and oh it'll be more than five hundred dollars alex because for me to... For, I hate talking on the phone to anybody. <laughs> God. Uh, if Mark called Lou right now and asked him if he would sign Nas. He would hang up, tell tell Mark the fuck off, <laughs> and send to my house. You know what? The worst part would be he'd, he'd, he'd probably, like, ask me my address, and I'd be stupid enough to tell him.
1: What do you think it would be?
0: Um i <laughs> uh, yeah, i think I he would definitely speak. tell me off i think he would definitely <laughs> tell me off that's for one it might be bnc anthony it, it, it might be actually it might be a b and c he oh no it's just hang up so it would be tell me off have the hitman sent and then hang up so oh, man. Uh, holy, oh wait is this Kanj? uh oh wow all right Oh no, I thought I have a friend of mine, Mike Cangelosi, I thought he finally signed in. But Mike, good that there's another Cangelosi on the show now. So it would um, really make it wouldn't really make for good entertainment if you actually did that right now. By the way, this is a good question. Do we never see stick measurements anymore because like have they just gotten responsible with it or did they realize i guess yeah kind of i really cruel. haven't
1: seen really haven't seen much of it i haven't at least
0: I, ha- I haven't in years yeah Uh sj that's a great question i'm gonna have to look that up that's that's a great question yep. <laughs> mike we need to we need to eliminate a few more so that way you're the only one <laughs> yeah yeah all right so, so- I do think it would be all three. It would. Uh, it would definitely. It would. It wouldn't be a just hang up. It would definitely be all three, because the best it, part is when Anthony pranked me on this and I accidentally did call him. He still didn't tell me who it was. <laughs> so, like, that's, I, that's I, how think, it was. I think. Uh, and I'm the worst person talking on the phone. Everybody, if I'm nervous talking on the phone, it's like. Uh, 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 I don't think. I think it would make
1: for great for great entertainment. I think people would like to, would like to hear it. It.
0: It, would, it would, it would break the internet, but it would be like Daffy Duck swallowing the dynamite. And <laughs> I, it's a trick I could only do once. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's no. just the way it is. I also <laughs> think, by the way, actually, you know, something I uh, would you say, cause again, Ely's bringing this up right now. And that's, uh, the new sticks aren't as curved so much because the flex matters more that that, that is right. But also, I think it's also because they're they're fiberglass. so it's not really much they could do with that. All right, uh, as Anthony has now bowed out guys, we are at uh, two hours and forty three minutes. so we even went uh, above our two third or three thirty cutoff I almost at three thirty. but see with two minutes remaining, we decided to do an honest press conference. I love that sketch. I mean, that's one of those things that we, when we eventually have writers to sit down with, uh, it's going to be even better. So guys, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to be doing the interview with Jacob Slavin. That's going to be coming out on Friday. And, uh, then also we're going to have a world junior prospect show. That'll be in association with Rangers review and staff Boy Steven. So it's, it's, we're, there's, there's a lot of stuff we got coming on this week. Check us out. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Sunday for the prospect show. And next week, we're going to work on getting another guest on and trying to do whatever we can because uh, we, we love talking pucks. Let's just keep on going. Recommend us to everybody. We're going to be uh, actually getting a recommendation from Alexander Romanov soon. So I can't wait for that to officially happen. So, everybody, thanks very much for, for joining us today on Big Apple Hockey. And there's going to be a song I'm going to start putting on here, which will be my cousin Phil singing Bye Bye. But it's uh, actually I can even play it right now and play us off for a second. Uh, This is this is this is one reason why these end up being so long. Uh, Because it's. (laughs) This is how this is how it ends up being. This is riveting TV, by the way. Absolutely riveting TV uh, that I have to upload this. uh... So anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining us. See you next week. And just check out this interview when it comes. Talk to you all soon.